Crystal, this one's for you. Morbius sweep. I hate those little fucking annoying ass teddy bear cunts. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Wow, well, fuck you. I will punch you into space. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Hi, I'm Shaun of the Dead. It's a trap! And I'm Nico Nice, most Eisley spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. (laughs) You never been in Newark. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the house that screams, and tonight we are waving our nerd flags high. We are not covering uh, the normal uh, foray of horror tonight. We are diving into a franchise that for me in particular has had a huge impact on my life and that is star wars and in particular tonight we were talking about the original trilogy new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi uh joining us tonight we have crystal and dave i love you i know (laughs) nice reversal i love it yeah (laughs) and we have candy the final girl well, you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. <laughs> yes. So good. Um, so I think tonight, um, you know, this is a franchise that is super near and dear to Nico's heart. And yeah. I think we're going to let him uh, take control. So I actually saw the very first Star Wars movie when it came on TV, Channel 11 in New York, WPIX. Again, we always reference that, that channel on the show. Yep. But... If it if it wasn't for that, I don't like half the movies that we cover normally on the show. I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. But um, I was very young the first time I saw this movie, and it was just something about the imagery, like with you know the spaceships and the droids and Chewbacca and Darth Vader, that kind of stuck with me. And then I ended up finding out that there was a sequel to the film, and I. I had to watch that because at that time that's when um vhs and like beta were still kind of like in their infancy but like you know it was a little harder to get especially with star wars like it, it wasn't as readily available as like you know things are now especially like with the advent of like disney plus especially since disney does own the franchise now and it's literally a click away return of the jedi was actually the first um star wars movie that i saw in theaters and that stuck with me and i don't know ever, ever since then I, i've just been in love with this franchise and i can't get enough of it so good bad and different um i'm loyal to lucas's vision what he created loyal to the star wars saga pretty much anything that that disney plus puts out for this going forward i'll watch it you know because i you know, for every little bit of bad that there is with, with the franchise after these, you know, there's like some nugget of, you know, good. 
you know, this, I mean, the, the franchise really has become like the light side and the dark side of the force when you, yeah. when you really look at it. So, I mean, it's even to the point now, like Sean and I, like, we'll, we'll text each other, like, oh, I got this new Star Wars book. Like, have you checked it out? Or he'll recommend books to me. I'll recommend books to him. Like right now, like I'm reading the Aftermath series that takes place after the events of Return of the Jedi, but before the events of The Force Awakens. And I mean, you just got the first book in this now too. Right, yeah. So, and I'm, I'm on the last book now and I'm, I'm like halfway done with it and it's fantastic. Yeah, so, I'm ready to you know, dive in. You know, I I just, it's just everything about this franchise is fucking like this, just, and it all started with that first movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start up because we're going to talk a lot about this. So yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of ground to cover. Um, so I'm going to go real quick. I, I've talked at length before about how, you know, my dad introduced me to a lot of horror films. Well, he introduced me to star Wars too. And that was a, a huge thing that we bonded over when I was a kid, he had all the VHS tapes. Uh, I think return of the Jedi, he may have recorded off HBO. Uh, the other twos were the actual VHS tapes, but we used to watch this all the time. And I remember watching a lot as a kid, I, Chewbacca, the Ewoks, you know, all the different aliens, Jabba, like my, I remember my dad used to, to talk like Yoda to me all the time. And, <laughs> and it was just, you know, it's, it, there's just so much nostalgia when it comes to the original trilogy for me. Um, Regardless of, of how people feel about the later movies, um, we will get into that. Um, we are going to cover the other trilogies on subsequent episodes, but you know, just watching these films just takes, yeah, <laughs> watching this film, these films just take me back to being a child, to spending time with my dad, bonding over these films. And it just opened up this whole world of sci-fi and i became a huge fan of sci-fi films because of and fantasy in general um because of this franchise the same, um, same and and like nico said with the books and everything i've read a lot of uh what used to be called the extended universe which is now the the legends um but which we'll, know, we'll talk about why disney did that too i don't know if you know the story with that but we'll make we'll money we'll get, <laughs> not, not, not just that but there was other there was a there was a reason why they um decided to do legends and have a whole new canon but right we'll talk yeah. about that later on in the episode here yeah so who's up who wants the floor candy um so my first uh star wars movie was empire strikes back my mom took me to see it in 1983 i was um not quite four yet but she had taken me to see et the year before she would take my young ass to see shit like where i should not be in the theater but <laughs> i guess i will behave but like so return of jedi is super special to me but like then she showed me um a new hope empire strikes back and princess leia like was so influential on me like she was just like this total badass and back in the 80s it was like you played with barbies or rainbow bright and then there was star wars and you could, there was i could be princess leia and she was not like you know she didn't suck she was really cool she's like this super powerful female and something you and nico had uh brought up you know like man she was the original badass she was and just i i love I, I hate sci-fi. I'll say that first, but I love this, <laughs> what they call a space opera or, um, you know, it's, it's softer sci-fi. It's not super hard sci-fi. I, I can't get into sci-fi too much. And we've talked about that in previous shows, but 
this the space opera i mean it's a story of good and evil it's it's amazing and you don't have to be super into sci-fi to like hang in with a story of like that you know it's a hero's journey it's there's a bad guy but you know blah, blah, blah. you know it's it, it's universal um it would apply to any genre you know it would get me hooked on any genre but i it's the only sci-fi i can hang with because of that universality of like what it is and what it's about so these movies were everything to me but when we talk more about return of the jedi i need to touch on that but i will just state for the record that the empire strikes back is in my top 10 movies of all time any genre in that list uh it's the godfather too you know what i'm saying it's, it's one of those sequels <laughs> yeah. better than the original so uh i don't know if that says something that i'm just not really talking about a new hope but um it's a great movie um so i don't know what more to say at this point but i'll jump in later all right dave crystal I believe I'm the only person who actually got to see this in theaters when I'm talking about a new hope, uh, when it was out. So I was, I guess I was 12. Actually, uh, one of my earliest memories of like, of this movie was seeing the trailer. I think we were, we saw, we went to the theater to see silver streak, you know, that, uh, Richard Pryor Gene Wilder, yeah. Gene Wilder movie. Yeah. and the trail, one of the trailers was star Wars. It was the first time I'd ever seen and or heard of this movie. And, uh, I remember just, I know never seen anything like it ever. You just no one had ever seen. You had uh, 2001, I think, in what 1969, but there had been nothing like that. Uh, and so I was really hyped to see it. And I saw it in a theater, and it was it was a, a, an experience to see movies like that in the theater back then because it was the only way to see them. And so the crowd would get really into it. I remember when I went to see uh, Empire uh, in the theater. I mean, people would boo when when. Darth Vader was on the screen. It was just a real good crowd. <laughs> it was a cool crowd experience. Um, yeah, these movies um, meant everything to me. Um, just they were so exciting and just so different. I remember thinking, coming out of the first one, thinking, "Why isn't every movie like this? Every movie should be like this." And uh, I just I love them so much. It's on the TV right now. I just I want to just watch it. It's just so <laughs> it's just so so imaginative and so just, there's so much to chew on for like a 12 year old boy's brain to just chew on in these, the, his land speeder, the way it floats, yeah. you know, the, the robots with, with personalities, um, just an incredible. My turn. Sure. <laughs> so all of these movies, these three movies came out before I was born. I did not see any of this. I think until I was like maybe four or five, my dad tried showing them to me. This is not my jam. I am actually upset at the lack of Rick Moranis and <laughs> Bill Pullman in, in this movie. David tricked me. Um, I actually don't know which one is named what. When I was little, what I when I was little, I latched onto the Ewoks, and that was my jam. Watch the Ewoks <laughs> cartoons, watch the Battle of Endor, that stuff I know. You know, the, the kid in Battle of Indoor had the coolest headband and uh, lead warmers. So, uh, you know, this didn't quite grab me. Spaceballs grabbed me a little more. I think that, you know, for my little attention span, it just, it just helped. So <laughs> I don't know how much help that I'm going to be, but I hope I'm the perspective of the audience of you guys trying to get me to maybe either appreciate this more or, you know, kind of help because... I got nothing. I mean, 
for me, as far as with the with the first movie, at least, um, the fact that this was in 1977 when it came out, and it was so ahead of its time with the special effects alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that that itself. I mean, this. You know, every every filmmaker hopes to have like something, just at least one thing. And and here, George Lucas, this little nerdy dude from fucking California just wanted to recreate like those Flash Gordon serials from like his childhood. And he ended up creating this fucking like this pop culture, like just phenomenon. I mean, Dave, you went to the like, it must have been like, like the equivalent of like when Endgame came out for the Avengers, like the amount of people that were like selling out the theater and like the, like you were saying, like the reactions to like. Yeah, but the the difference wasn't back then there, obviously was no internet. So it was just word of mouth. So I think a lot of people, we didn't know what to expect going in. It, you didn't have trailers on the internet you, you and stuff like that. We just went in knowing it was going to be interesting and just, I, you know, the, the reaction was pretty much after the movie ended and people were just applauding and standing and, you know, jumping up and down. It was, uh, it was obviously a different time, but um, it was, it was so exciting to see a movie that just pushed all of your buttons, you know, as a, as a young, as a kid. And like you said, capturing that, that flash Gordon swashbuckling, you know, space opera, just, it it just pushed all the buttons. Yeah, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I remember seeing some video clips, um, something maybe news. You know, some news broadcast had had released it uh, years later, but it it was you know they captured people as they walked out of the theater uh, from seeing the original Star Wars for the first time and getting their reactions and just like the look on some of these people's faces, <laughs> like like they had just seen something that they could have never possibly They're imagined. They're still processing it. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like when we covered The Exorcist. Remember we covered that? Right. The, the, the reaction was a little different reaction, but that sort of reaction, people you know, didn't know what to expect and just got knocked in the head by it. Yeah. It was, ama- it was, it was an amazing time. It was, it was a different time when, in fact, I remember when uh, cable TV first came out, you know, we had it at home. And I think I remember when Star Wars, like it was going to be show on cable TV and it was just a huge deal too that you were going to be able to watch Star Wars at home. You know, I don't know if it had shown on network TV up to that point. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but without commercials and unedited, so that was a big deal too. Um, it, it was it was just, a, it was a different time, you know, but it, it was it was cool. There was something about the crowd being in there with the, with, with the crowd of people in the theater not knowing what to expect and just everybody just being bowled over by this thing. It was just incredible. Yeah. Candy. You're muted. You're You're, muted. You're muted. (laughs) I fucking hit it. I promise. (laughs) I think you double clicked it. Maybe I need to be muted. Um, no, I think George Lucas is just fucking brilliant. Um, this was all really a shot in the dark, you know, with a new hope. You know, there's nothing as ballsy as coming out with this fucking huge movie where that you put all this work into and it's like episode four. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. I remember <laughs> coming with so many questions already, like, what do you mean episode four? What the fuck right. is this? <laughs> But it set so many uh, precedents that, you know, would later follow, but nobody could ever, like, duplicate this kind of thing. But, you know, he was so smart about, you know, he really kind of went all in. I mean, he, the merchandising rights, you know, all of the, that, the toys. That, and- 
that alone, the fact that, and let me touch up, like, you know, you know the story, and I'm gonna I'll let you tell it too, because like the fact that they allowed that to happen, I yeah. mean, I'm sure Disney now realized that quickly. Well, no one believed in him, yeah. and you know, he was able to get you know the merchandising stuff, and because nobody believed in this movie, it was a little movie that could. Right. And um, so he made fucking money hand over fist with yeah. licensing of the toys. I mean, that shit was like mass produced. More, and that uh, was completely my, unheard of at that time, too. Yeah, like, there was nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. Movie, movie toys tie in like that. Yeah, there was nothing it. like it. And growing up, especially in that time period. I mean, obviously, I was born in 79, but I was born into a world where Star Wars existed. Right. That shit same, was mass same. marketed to us as kids. Oh, um, yeah. Kids who grew up in the early 80s. And I... It, do believe I'm controlled. I think the the amount of money that Lucas made from the merchandising because he did retain all of the the money that I think that actually helped him to self finance. Uh, you know, Empire Strikes that, Back. Well, that, but also the 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 prequels because he only had to pay Fox a distribution fee for for the first for the for the prequel series. Right. So you know, he he basically bankrolled the entire whatever profits were made from the the prequels too. He. Went right in his back pocket because Fox got their money up front from him. Right, George is doing okay. George is doing okay. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing <laughs> yeah. just fine. Yeah, some, Thanks, somewhere Disney. north of uh, four four point five billion. If they, yeah, the number yeah in nice flannel shirts. Retired, living on good old Darth old Darth Darth No Neck over there. Yeah, <laughs> I, Captain. Yeah, we, but, but we love you, George. We love you. But like with that that licensing thing, I mean, it showed everybody else like, wait. This dude did it. Uh, it was a movie that he thought it was even going to flop because so many people have told him it was going to. And he got, you know, um, kids fascinated, adults fascinated. It was there was nothing like this before. There was the world before and then there's the world after. So yeah. New Hope comes out and it's just like episode four. People are like, what the fuck? Episode four. What about I one, remember two, specifically three? seeing it for the first time and I was thinking, am I four. reading that right? And then on top of that, this- the- the balls to have an actual opening crawl too before your yeah. movie, yeah. Right. and especially and like it's... you said, to have episode four blatantly, and you're like, wait, like, like they're like, what the fuck? Wait, this was there. When I was a kid, I was like, like what, do, what, what do they mean episode yeah. six? What is? What do you mean six? I can't just come in on six or other movies. Well, there's two more. That doesn't make any sense. But I just want to say, like, as a kid, to have live in that world of like this glut of comic books and Pez dispensers, which I had a, oh a fuck ton of them. I don't have my collection anymore. I have the they put out a comic book and um, it was about from my head to my waist. It was massive, really wide. I had that, but I no longer have all of my collection anymore. But it was just like it was so fun for uh, as a kid to just be part of that at the time. And, and now it's kind of like de rigueur, you know, like sort of like everybody expects these big movies to do all of this, but like, if it wasn't for a new hope and, and the following star Wars phenomena was like the next two movies, especially in the eighties, it was perfect time, perfect subject matter. Everyone loved it. It was, it was amazing. Oh yeah. You know, the irony too, was the fact that it was both Spielberg and George Lucas, both they gave birth to the summer blockbuster because remember back in the day when, and Dave, you can attest because you, you were, you were there for it. The summer (laughs) wasn't, no, I'm not telling me what I'm saying. Right. Like no, the, it was considered when you were, when, it was when like it was like like lesser like, movies came right. out. And then it wasn't here, until here, Jaws. Jaws. And then here came well the one-two punch with, with Star Wars right after. And then ever since then it like it, it became like this was like your moneymaker was the summer. Yeah, Jaws six. was another one of those phenomenon films that, that right. when I was younger, I remember it was 76, right, Jaws? Yes. Yes. Sure. 
yeah, just another phenomenon. That, and and I, I, it was it was another it was an exciting time too. Yeah, and I remember too. Know, like, I'll oh, go ahead. Kirsten, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. That, no, no, go that, ahead. Go that, ahead. That, that phenomenon kind of dropped off. The blockbuster, the summer blockbuster drama uh, phenomenon, dropped off and didn't pop back off until like Independence Day with Will Smith. Because he was considered like you know once we got to the nineties like the the you know like son of well, Blockbuster. Well, Jurassic Park kind of yeah kind of again but because it was Steven Spielberg like it's yeah. funny that right. we're talking kinda, about Spielberg and Lucas like the kings well, of it's, well the deal that they know. made when it came to this film because Lucas he thought Star Wars was going to flop yeah he didn't think it was going to do shit and Spielberg was like right there telling him no no no. no. It's yeah, going to you know, do well. They're talking about and, the screening, right? With all like the director friends. It was like Francis Ford Coppola. It was like all like these big time directors yes. at that time. And yeah, every single one of them either walked out or was like, what is this piece of shit? And <laughs> there, there, there was Lucas for. like, fuck me. And then there's Spielberg like, dude, you got a fucking hit on your hands. Don't worry. Right. And and so he he ended up giving Spielberg um, a percentage of yeah. Star Wars mm-hmm. because, he be- because he believed in him. And... I think it was the premiere when this when this premiered. They weren't even there. They ended up they going Hawaii. on. They went to Hawaii they and Hawaii they were the working beach. on Indiana Jones. <laughs> but that's yeah, been that's our, been like their that's been their mo ever since. Is whenever the two of them have like a big movie that opens, they will go to Hawaii on the beach, build sandcastles while the movie's performing. You know, whatever, whatever it's doing, like right. you said with Indiana Jones. Every Indiana Jones, they they were doing that. Yeah, yeah I read that, and I read that. Uh, because Lucas gave Spielberg two percent of Star Wars, uh, Spielberg gives Lucas two percent of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. Which yeah. which he he thought was going to be huge, and and mm-hmm. you know, no, we know the story now. <laughs> <laughs> the the little, little the little space opera that could. Yeah. The thing too was the merchandise. They kind of go back to that. I mean. I, I, you know, like, like Candy, you said, like, no, nobody had faith in it until it hit. And I mean, again, I hate to keep coming back to you because, you know, you, you kind of were around for this when this was like a thing. Um, like the, like, like the figures really weren't out at the time, right? Weren't they doing like a mail order or, or something for, for some of this crap? I, I don't remember. I remember the TV ads for the toys, but after it was after the movie already hit. So I, I couldn't, you know, I, I don't, because I, I know, I know it wasn't they exactly right that, away. They pushed it out. Like thinking, okay, people mail order these, but they were so backlogged that they ended up licensing with somebody else because these kids would get these cardboard cutouts at the, you know, this is pre me being born. But at the time, you know, they get this, like, it's going to come to you, but it'd be a cardboard thing. Kids would open it on Christmas. Like, these are where your Star Wars figures are going to come when, you know, are you <laughs> when they show the fuck up? My mom told me about that, you know, and because she was like 15. Uh, when the first movie came out, so it was like, what the fuck? I would have been like, go I never had any Star Wars toys, and I honestly couldn't tell you why. I don't. I've never had any Star Wars toys. Oh, I, I had just, a shit I, did. I had I had a Luke. I wish I had, had the Jedi. I had um. I had Luke and the X Wing fighter. I had Vader. I don't know why. Um. I had Solo and Carbonite. My parents yeah. were not into this stuff. You guys, I'm always so jealous of you guys who have parents who introduce them to horror and this sort of thing. My parents. Couldn't no. care less about this stuff at all. I was I'm, totally on my own with this stuff. My mom's got a hilarious story. When I was younger, they bought me this um, Rancor from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And and it had this button on the back where when you push the button, yep. the, the mouth was spring-loaded and the mouth would, would open. 
And I, I was sitting on my mom's lap and I had that rancor and I kept opening the mouth and putting it on her nose. And she looked at me, she looked at me and she goes, don't you fucking dare. And I took my finger off that button and that mouth pinched close on that her nose bit so hard. She got so pissed. Dude, I even had like the fucking like like the Play-Doh uh Jabba's like like um playset from Jedi too where right, I had, like yeah. where like you got like the Play-Doh and then I had like the mold to like put like the the the, the and then like and I had like the almost like 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 the color forms because I had the Star Wars color forms too. Color forms were the shit yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah. So God. um but no, I actually had like like the Jabba because when when I was a kid, Jedi was already like kind of the the thing by that point because it was you know that I, I didn't see it till eighty five because that's when it got like the full re release for like for like the second time. So the that's e- why the for me, Ewok right, movies were coming out right, and you know which I'm I'm not a fan of those Ewok movies. I watched them when fuck they were the on. Ewoks in particular. Thank you. No, I don't fuck the Ewoks, but like those Ewoks. movies kind of sucked. But um, one thing I'm going to bring up is the fact that seemingly overnight i mean mark hamill carrie fisher and especially harrison ford went on to become like these megastars like no oh, yeah overnight especially you know i mean of the three let's be honest i mean as much as we love mark hamill and he's still relevant and carrie fisher we miss her rest in peace mm-hmm. and she still had a career after this too but harrison ford really laid this into yeah. into what that he's still going i mean he's about to play indiana jones for the final time for christ's mm-hmm. sake you know, he came I think Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill uh, struggle against it a lot more. Yeah, uh, especially Carrie Fisher. That she, I think, she really struggled with it. Yeah, I think, I think what helped Harrison Ford too was that he did Indiana Jones right after this too. Right. That, yes. That, that that helped him because it kind of showed that um, not only did he have range as an actor with with you know Han Solo, but he was also a leading man after Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. So like to Hollywood, that that's kind of what it was. Like that was like right right place right time for him that he fucking blew the fuck yeah. up after this and he comes across like he's having such a good time in all those early movies that he was in he just seems like you, you're having fun watching him have fun you know right. i'm just happy he's not mumbling in these <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy he knows he well let me let me ask face. this so the original since we're talking about new hope i mean who's everybody's favorite character from this particular from the first movie i mean i feel like it's gonna be i mean, I'm, I'm princess leia would it be for you yes princess leia um, and who doesn't love Darth Vader, though? I mean, come on. Yeah. My mom and I used to, like, fucking get baked um, starting when I was in high school. And on the weekends, we would watch uh, all three of the movies because those were the only ones out at the time. Um, I'll start feeling old when we talk about the prequels, I guess. But, um, but you know, we would get baked. And she's like, you know, Han Solo's the shit. And I'd be like, no, no, it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I totally get where she's coming from now. I'm like, he's a whiny little bitch. Um, I mean, I love him, but he, I, I get where she's talking about with console. He's kind of like, he's a rogue and he's a scoundrel. And I'm like, maybe he's, I'm just- he's got swagger. That's the whole he thing. Does. Is that Solo's like and, his pure swagger. And yep. just to go from that, like, uh, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, we'll get Lando. And I, I was in mm. love with Lando. Listen, My when mom we get to Empire, like, yeah. So you like Lando more, more than yeah, anybody else as Lando. far as the guys? He had the fucking cape. I, I mean, he's fucking Lando Calrissian. But of course, it's always going to be a Princess Leia for me. Like, she was just a badass. And she wasn't just, like, the token female in that way where she's just like, I'm sexy or whatever. Like, she would fight back. She was, uh, you know she took what she did being part of the rebellion like very important and you know i just she's my favorite in any of them or or you know and 
obviously and we'll talk about in the prequels another character but yeah and these like absolutely princess leia especially like in a new hope I mean, for me, it's, I mean, obviously, uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, I mean, those are like, like the two, I mean, you know, you don't get much more, at least in the original film. And I, I, you know, I feel like I'm like in the minority. I actually like Obi-Wan Kenobi in this, in this movie, just because like, he's like, like, not, not like a bitter old man, but like, he's just so tired of like fucking everything. He's just like, oh, look, here's another Jedi that I can pass this shit on to. And (laughs) and he's just so like, like he, like, you could tell like Alec Guinness, like had no clue, like what this was. He even said, he's like, I didn't understand the script at all. He's like, I just, whatever. And then when when the movie made so much fucking money and then people were like, oh, remember Alec Guinness? And he's like, oh, I'll come back for, for, for Empire and Jedi. <laughs> but but really, I mean, it's Han Solo and fucking Chewie. They're like like the two that everybody kind of, like as the audience, that that's really kind of who we think we would be. Yeah. I know as a, as a kid, it was, it was Chewbacca and C-3PO were like the two hits for me. And then as I got older, Darth Vader definitely took the yeah, Definitely became more of a Sith person as I got older, but Oh yeah. And and R R2 is also fucking always fucking R2's R R2 is the MVP, I think, of like the entire saga, if we're being yeah. honest. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, sure as hell not C <laughs> What about you, Dave? That was always Han Solo for me. In fact, he he became the archetype uh, when I really got into Dungeons & Dragons. All of my characters were like chaotic, neutral rangers. I wanted to be Han Solo in in every universe I was in. My favorite line of his in all the movies, I think, is he goes, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. It's just, you know, (laughs) that's just, just, yeah, I loved him so much. Uh, It's everything about him. Even his hair was perfect. I just love him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm confused on like which movies which. Oh God! I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know when the guy from Atmosphere comes in. Um. So, uh, you know, I think for me, I I I, I enjoyed R2D2 the most. Um, yeah. Because I know that he was supposed to have his English voice was very sweary, and they they changed it, and so uh, I was really really excited listening to the beeboops. <laughs> Go ahead, Candy. Oh, I think you know what I'm gonna say. I just wanted to point out something. Um before Sean and I started dating, it was very important that we were both equally into Star Wars. Yes. Like yes. it was really important. It was the serious question came out. Um, how are, are you into Star Wars? And then it's like gauging how much the other person was into it. Okay we can do this because star wars is so important so yeah um i think that's the important questions you need to ask on the first date yeah actually funny because but right before amber and i started dating and she's probably nearby that she can hear and i hope she does so (laughs) we were we were talking about like different things that we're into like she likes horror movies i like horror movies and you know we mentioned lord of the rings and i was like oh i have all the books and she's like oh i love lord of the rings too i read the books too and I'm like, have you ever seen Star Wars? And she's like, you know, I love sci-fi, but she's like, believe it or not, I've never seen any of them. And I was like, oh, that's going to change. So during Christmas, we at least did four, five, and six. And I was like, what did you think? Now, Amber is probably the third or fourth person that I've introduced to Star Wars. The first was my younger sister, Megan, because her and I are very close. So her and I got into it young. Well, I, I was young when I got into it, but I was always watching it. So she kind of would, you know, be like, oh, what what is this that you're watching with all like these laser swords and all this? I'm like, come on, come watch us. We're going to start from the beginning. 
and one of them was my, my little cousin DJ. I got him into Star Wars. And then I kind of sort of have a daughter. She's not biologically mine, but I raised her since she was a baby, so she's technically mine. I got her into Star Wars, too, to this day that she watches them. I got my niece into Star Wars, who still watches, like, The Mandalorian and anything else that, that comes out now. But Amber was, like, the final person recently that I got into Star Wars. And at the end of it, I was like, what did you think? And she's like, that was actually really good. Like, all of it was like I she also kept my interest like I was like engaged in the story she's like I knew what the twist was in Empire but you know still seeing it versus hearing about it were two different things but the fact that she was really into it and she's like yeah I want to watch the rest of these and I want to get more into it I'm like then we are good we are good we'll, we'll go forward with this so Um, okay, I'm gonna I say there's an awkward silence like in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say about the Alec Guinness thing, you know, like I just hated that he was he was so nasty about a new hope. And he, I'm, I'm gonna say it now, he's not my Obi Wan Kenobi. No, he's not. You McGregor, he's not my oh, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. No, you McGregor is. And one of the ones that wears a brown robe. Yes. Yes. That would be a Jedi. Yes. <laughs> You're learning. I'm. I'm proud. I'm so proud. Me too. But it was really awkward for me with these movies being in high school and being into them because when I was a senior was when they put the, the these movies back in theaters and I was yeah, really I was, I was there, yeah you and I both know yeah they did the it was for the 20th oh, right, anniversary so yeah for for right. a new hope and I was them. really excited to go and and re-experience them as you know being the big fan that I was back in theaters because it was you know they were gearing up for the prequels at that time that because that was when like what 96 or 97 it was 97 97 because that was the year I graduated from high school and I was really excited about it but it was like at that time you were kind of a dork in the 90s if you like star wars and so i had nobody except for my mom to hang out with and talk star wars as you know sean of the dead my best friend your cousin was like you guys are fucking nerds yep. and it was like, like not very cool and i'm glad it's a lot more like of a cool thing to do which it wouldn't have deterred me i never did in my entire life but it was like you didn't go around and talk to people about star wars then but then it got bigger because of the prequels but back then it was just like oh god they're gonna show four five and six in theaters again yay i was so excited as a teen it was just sort of like there was nobody to hang out with about it you know same yeah, yeah. I, was, I was in the same boat as you with that i mean i think the problem was i mean from like that from that time from 83 to 97 it was like this gap in between for star wars i mean people were kind of like just forgetting about the franchise they were forgetting that, that these were a thing and how you know much of a impact on pop culture and even like everyday like life that this you know kind of had i mean because people always do star wars shit just in general not even realizing it like i mean you play you play fight with your umbrella and you're making like the lightsaber noises you know what i mean yep. even or even like walking in front of like an automatic door you wave your hand like you're a jedi <laughs> yeah like, like, like you did that shit with your mind and you know whatever my my dad my dad used to do this perfect rendition of uh the sound of a tie fighter when it <laughs> flies by but yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying like you know i remember going around with my like a fucking mop and acting like it was a lightsaber you know and yeah. Vroom, yeah. Vroom, vroom. um 
But yeah, it's the impact that these films had uh, on me as a child were just, I mean, I, I can't even compare it to anything else. You know, I mean, I mean, horror had an impact on me, but, but just the way that this franchise yes. did, it like set the standard for me as far as like, you know, it's the whole, I mean, honestly, it's the whole reason I got into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The same. You know, it's, it's the whole reason I started reading a lot of the other fantasy, you know, novels and science fiction novels I got into. Um, it's just everything about it. I mean, just from the idea of like, you know, Jedi's and laser swords and, you know, uh, just space fights. And, you know, I mean, it's just everything about it. You know, what the funny thing is about these movies too. And I, I think we can all agree, you know, cause like we all, they, the, these movies kind of like cross different genres with, and it, and it's very simplistic and like, it's, it's the battle of just good versus evil. I mean, that that's really yeah. what it is, but it's got like a Western vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously got the sci-fi vibe. There's some horror to it because of like the different creatures. Um, it's comedy because of like the droids and plus Han Solo, and you know, it's got the romance. It's like a swashbuckling film. It's like it's it's kind of like this, but again, it's just very simplistic in like the basic story that it's trying to tell. Yeah. I mean, granted, as as they went on, especially with the prequels and the sequels. It got a little bit more complicated that they didn't have to. That Lucas kind of was overthinking some of the shit that he, you know, had already got perfect for the most part with with mm-hmm. these. But, um, you know, I, you're right because I mean, honestly, I mean, the the first movie alone had such an impact that like things later. I mean, the fact that like I mean, we'd be remiss even because you know Crystal was even bringing it up. We got we got probably Mel Brooks's best movie if we're being honest with fucking Spaceballs, right? Yeah, yeah but Mel like, hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I know, ironic, but like, I mean, he's he's still been trying to make like like the sequel for however long. I don't think it's ever going to happen at this point. No, no, we if, got if, the animated series that that's as good as if, we're get if they were ball. ever going to do it. It would have been the the uh, Schwartz Awakens. That would have been like yeah. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> we haven't made it to the appearance of a little green goblin. But um, when I was young, I would get so angry at my parents because all I wanted was a yogurt doll. <laughs> that was it. Just plain yogurt. Just plain yogurt. <laughs> and my parents would get so mad at me because they were like, "That is not a thing we can buy. It doesn't exist." And I would get so mad and say, "But he's advertising it. It's there. He's telling us." It's <laughs> I said, "I don't want the lunchbox. I don't want the figures. I want yogurt." <laughs> and that that, I, that scene I, is brilliant too by the way in Spaceballs the fact that because of how big like the Star Wars like merchandising at that time yeah. really was yeah. like right. that that scene for for if nothing else that and Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet oh, God. Mm-hmm. yes and and um John Candy as Barf you know which Barf. was the play on on Chewbacca mm-hmm. and of course you know Mel Brooks doing the dual role as yogurt and President Screw which was fucking perfect but yeah you know I mean, I know he hates it. I mean, to me, that my my top three from Mel Brooks with that would be Spaceballs, um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Young Frankenstein. And then, no, yeah. no, no one better than the other. All those are like my three favorite that uh, that he's that he's tackled. But Spaceballs, there's such a deep love for Spaceballs that people mm-hmm. love that movie, even if they've never seen Star Wars, they love Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah, and and I think growing up when you guys were mentioning all the toys, I didn't have any Star Wars toys, so I couldn't relate. And I remember playing with toys with kids that had them, and I was like, "This is stupid," because I had He Man and She Ra toys, and I'm sitting there looking at it, going, "What part of He Man is that?" You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, that's not a kid. 
character. And they're looking at me like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> one thing like, I think no. is, one thing I think we should bring up too is they're in the um the first ever like true like lightsaber battle that we ever witnessed because it is Darth Vader versus and it looks so clumsy when they're doing it. Yeah. But it but it but it works, you know, because it's part of the charm. It's you know the 70s, whatever. Um I I didn't really realize it because you know when you're a kid like you don't pick up on it but um how obi-wan keeps calling him darth he won't call mm-hmm. him darth vader he won't call right. him darth because because it's he's, he's actually trying to insult him and not give him like like the full breath of like the fact that he is a sith lord but he won't he still won't give him that right you know which i i thought was kind of cool a cool well, yeah because i mean to him he's he's anakin you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. he will always be Anakin. You know, Vader means nothing to him. Yeah. Yeah. So he won't call him Darth Daddy. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> corn version. No, I think that, Vader I think means that, dad. Yeah, that dad. actually, yeah, it, it translates into Vader means yeah, yeah, dad in Dutch. Yeah, yeah. That that's actually why he named them that particular name. You're right. Crystal. Yeah. That's actually why. I got something right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> colors in this it, it's mainly like kind of black and white in color but when they have like the lightsabers and any kind of laser or anything they're blowing up they they use the blues the orange the red great you know a, as kind of like a, a way to capture your eye and i do give george lucas a lot of credit for advancing cinema as he did with the use of it's blue screen in this first one, but it does advance into green screen eventually. And, you know, I'm appreciative of George Lucas because he helped create my favorite movie, period. Um, so with all of, all of this technology, you know, I may not be a fan and I may not quite understand everything that's going on or know the names of the movies or know the names of any, any characters other than the main few, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad and I'm happy for it. So I don't want to spoil, spoil, because I mean, obviously we'll be talking about what I'm about to kind of touch on in the sequel trilogy, but I still feel kind of salty, even though I know it gets rectified at some point with the ending of A New Hope during the metal ceremony scene. Oh, yeah. That Chewbacca doesn't yeah. get one at the end. That's some shit. Hell? That's some shit. Like he definitely was in there in the Death Star saving your ass too, Leia. Like, come on. Right. If we go to Disney, we gotta give Chewbacca a fucking medal. <laughs> Don't worry, because uh when we cover the sequels, that'll that'll be gone over. Yeah. A little, a little more detail with that one. Yeah. Um But I think overall, I mean, for me, I mean, I guess what final thoughts on the New Hope, I mean, overall, I mean it revolutionized the blockbuster, it revolutionized sci-fi fantasy just film in general i mean this was a movie that nobody saw coming nobody believed in this was literally one man's vision yeah and it went on to become this again i know i keep saying phenomenon but i mean how else do you describe something like this i mean this this became like such a big part of like everything i mean to this day i mean i just I brought it up before here because i was literally coming on here because i was watching the the first episode of that 90s show and you know because the character eric foreman on that 70s show watches star wars for the first time you know when it comes out and during the original series that he somehow got his daughter's name is leia for for the series so <laughs> you know i mean and actually too funny thing 
he actually becomes a college professor and his major is that he teaches like the the religion of star wars in college to, to <laughs> sorry and I'd about love to take how that and, and about how like star wars like kind of like you know can be used for like everyday things so yeah but i mean between that between what else we got like we said space balls we got um the, the disco theme that came out right after this, which was awesome. Most uh, of my knowledge of Star Wars comes from either the Family Guy episodes or the Lego games. And yeah. I mean, you're not really going to get a whole lot from there. No, but that's what I mean. Like, I mean, this thing like was huge. And the Mother Yeah, like everything, everything, everything was doing something with Star Wars. Burry Tale Theater did Star Wars. There you go. Okay, that's just a deep cut for me, I guess. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> There's but one I mean, thing I wanted to I wanted to mention uh, that um, I think what pulled me in. What's what's the very first thing you see when you watch this movie? It says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That was that was um, a, a paradigm shift from what I had known. All sci-fi from up to that point had been like us, our, our future, like Logan's mm-hmm. Run, which was fucking awesome. I don't, I love that movie. This was the first time where, like, they started to make you think it doesn't have to be us and it doesn't have to be now. It could have been, you know, because the universe or whatever, you know, is so old. It could have been, uh, you know, ages ago somewhere else in the universe. And so that's why they everything you, you realize, OK, we you can cast all your preconceptions out the window. We can do anything we want in this universe because it's not us and it's not now. And I, I remember seeing that the very first, and you see that at the beginning of all of them now. That, that was the most impactful thing for me was it's like, you know, just free your mind, man, because you can do anything we're going to do. And we don't have to wear bras. <laughs> yeah, but you can't show your nips. That's right. Got to have that. Made her wear a lace. I mean, I mean, is it? I mean, I guess this, this will be my, my last thing for this, I guess, before we do the I mean, I'm going to review them now for, for at least for this one. If we're doing that first, that's fine. But I don't I don't think it's a small accident. The very first scene you see after the opening crawl is this gigantic fucking spaceship. And I, and I feel like that kind of was not maybe unintentional, but even now, if you look at it, if you want to talk about a deep cut, maybe that kind of was like a, you know, a, a way to kind of say like, this is such a massive scope of what you're about to see that this is probably to me the smallest thing you see compared to everything else that you're about to see over the years that that'll be coming from this thing. And, and it, and it sets up the, uh, the, 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 um, conflict between the the rebel alliance and the and the and the empire the empire has this gigantic spaceship the size of a fucking city and the rebels are getting away in this little tiny little you know like their x-wings and like their yeah yeah it it, it shows you the empire and and i like that the empire ships they're all this gray sort of soulless you know just utilitarian kind of reminds you of the blob from the fairly odd parents yeah that episode (laughs) where everybody turned gray oh my god yeah no she's not wrong yeah, nobody has any personality. And Darth Vader sounds like he really needs an inhaler. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't believe yeah. this thing. The, the good thing is we, we do find out in the prequels, I mean, why that is. Well, I went to the is, theater but... and saw episode one. Doesn't mean I understood it. I still don't understand. I don't understand it, but we'll talk yeah. about that another time. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, right. So, I don't know if you want to edit this out real quick, but are we doing? Are you doing the shitty reviews for all of them at once towards the end? Or are you going to do for each one like? Uh, however, you guys want to do them. I mean, do you want me to do? I'm gonna run out of boop of boops. <laughs> I mean, you can do different Star Wars things with your mouth. I mean, 
Wow. I, that's on his, I am so sorry. Yeah. Dave. That wasn't what I meant. And you know that. Dave can attest. I'll do them all at the end. Okay. I'll, just, I'll split them up, but I'll do them all at the end. Okay. Do you want to just go ahead and rate this, rate this one out and go on to Empire? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So, Sean, you want to you wanna lead off? Yeah, so uh, I, I, you know, this being the first Star Wars film in the entire franchise, um, and I think it it hit it out of the park right off the bat. Um, going back and watching it, um, there's parts of it that I don't think have aged uh, very well in comparison to the rest of the films, but this is what started off the journey. This was the beginning. Um, as far as we knew at the time of, you know, the Skywalker uh, journey to be a Jedi. And, you know, I think they, I think they did a fucking great job. And with the special effects, uh, you know, I remember as a kid, just mind fucking blown uh, at some of the the things that I saw in this. So I'm going to have to give it a nine out of 10. Okay. Um, well, for me, unlike certain, you know, first chapters in a franchise that this one still holds weight, it's still one of the best movies ever made. I mean, I honestly, like I, Star Wars in general, especially this one, I mean, I it's in like my, my top five of all time, but I kind of count the whole saga as one just because it really is one cohesive. Yeah. Good, good, good battery. It's hard to separate them out sometimes. It, it is, yeah. but I mean... God damn it. I mean, the fact that, like, for 1977, like, this was so revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a fucking kid, I was mind-blown. I was like, I need to see more. It was like crack. This movie was like fucking crack. Like, mm-hmm. I need to see more of this. Like, I need I to need find more. out. I need more. It was like, I'm, I'm the fucking junkie chasing the fucking dragon. Like, what's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like fucking Barney and the Simpsons. It's like, just stick it right in my veins. Like, let's just get this shit. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm one of those, like, I, um, any, you any stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm like Tyrone Biggins, like, oh, he smokes Y'all got rockers. any more of that Star Wars? I want that Star Wars, Joe Rogan. Um, but, um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I was fucking blown away by this. I mean, even the little, the only thing I don't like is the 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 re-edits that Lucas ended up doing that, but yeah. whatever, that's neither here yeah, nor there. We're going to talk about that stuff. I guess we're not. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no point because I mean, perfect. it's not, and the original versions no longer exist, if we're being honest. They, they don't. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we we have to get what we can deal with. I mean, it still doesn't hurt the movie by any means. Han shot first, motherfuckers. That's he all did. I'm gonna say. He did. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. He did. Han absolutely. Yes, Han Han shot first. For because that's what Han would do. That that's that's the whole point. Well, I he's a point. He's a pirate. He's a fucking pirate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but God. but yeah, I mean up. the <laughs> I mean even even Mark Hamill's little whiny brat in the beginning of Luke. The, but then becoming the like, but, but then becoming cooler, and you know, as the movie progresses. But I've been scoring all over my droid. Right, right. He used to, <laughs> used to shoot Womp Rats down in Beggar's Canyon. I know, like he's, yeah. you know, he's a little. I know shit, bigger but, than two meters. But I mean, he is. He is for this you know, movie. You know. But that that being said, Princess Leia is probably the epitome of the opposite of a damsel in distress. I mean, this was yeah, no shit. I mean, she. She, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Princess Leia gave birth to fucking Ripley because Alien came yeah, out a couple no, years no, after. No. So, but so no, she was, it. she was, she was the precursor. And you know, God bless her. Carrie, Carrie Fisher knocked this one out the park. I mean, even when she came back with the sequels, like 
Leia was never a bitch. She Leia was, was, Leia was, was Leia was the bitch. Yes. She was the head bitch yeah. in charge of the galaxy. 100%. Exactly. So, I mean, and plus we didn't even talk about the fact that fucking Mufasa, James Earl Jones, King Joffe from Coming I was going yeah, to talk yeah. about James Earl but Jones. I know, but, I know, but I know we're going to talk about that more in the next one here shortly, but the fact that he delivered that fucking dialogue, the way that, like, nobody else could have done that. No. James Earl fucking Jones. But I mean, if, if if we're being honest, besides the fact that R two D two was the MVP of the, it's fucking Han Solo and Chewbacca that make this movie so much more fun. And Obi Wan Kenobi still a badass in this one. Ewan is our Obi, but you know Alec Guinness, he he did do what he he was a professional with it at least. I give him that. Sure, he bitched about it, but when he saw the paychecks, oh okay, well fuck it, I guess I'm all in this now. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like kind of like Donald. Kind of like Donald Pleasance with Halloween. He's like, well fuck it, these are making money. Let let's go ahead and keep doing them. Right. But yeah, I mean for me. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 for the first time ever opening crawls that we got to see for the first time with this. Cause I mean, yeah, this movie's so special for a lot of reasons. So 10 out of 10 from me for this one. Nice. Uh, who's up candy, Dave, crystal. Uh, I'll go 10 out of 10. And and I, I feel like I, I get to be a little bit of a snob because I was, you were there. I was the only person who was there. You were, and I, it was and a I, thing, man. I don't know. It was, it was it was a it was a huge thing. Um, I, I, my favorite thing in the in the in uh, New Hope, I think, is um, Han Solo when he's trying to when he's talking into the comm. He's like, "Oh, we had a large reaction." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, how, "How are you?" Anyway, I just I just loved him so much. Yeah, this, this movie it changed what um, this and Raiders for me change what movies could be in my little pea brain. I thought, okay, <laughs> movies can be, you know, just completely uh, engrossing. Like you just fall into that universe. And um, yeah, I, I, a new hope uh, we're, we're doing, we're doing one at a time. Okay. New hope gets you a yeah, 10 out of 10. I can't think of anything. Uh, 10 out of 10 uh, fucking Han shot first. Yes, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I don't know the names of the. I'm putting that's going on my fucking tombstone. Han shot, Han oh, shot sure. first. Sure, I'll make sure it's there. Thank you. Um, for me, uh, you know, I I'm not you know Star Wars universe or uh, acknowledgeable of anything, and so for me, kind of watching this over the weekend was the first time as an adult really seeing this, and I made a lot of jokes. During this, it gets a seven out of ten for me. What I noticed, what these these guys that uh, worked with Darth Vader or worked for Darth Vader, the stormtroopers. No, not the stormtroopers. Not the guys who can't hit ship. The ones that <laughs> had the ones that are in like a green gray thing. Uh, the red and the blue yes. insignia. So oh, the imperial officers. Yeah. yeah, sure. They have these patches on there, and those guys look like they could really play a game of Monopoly because that shit looked like Monopoly houses and hotels. <laughs> and I was just judging them based on their ability to play Monopoly. So I, I love Carrie Fisher in this. There's a funny story that I read that every the cast members paid for their own coach flights over to England to film this. And when Debbie Reynolds found out about that, Debbie Reynolds called George Lucas and was just <laughs> on speakerphone cussing carrie fisher was in there let her go for about 15 minutes and then said can i speak to her and said mom i wanted to fly coach fuck you and hung up on <laughs> so <laughs> you know i gotta i gotta give credit where credit's due i think this set up for you know the saga that we kind of know today but for me it's seven out of ten boy they can play some monopoly <laughs> 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 
I had trouble uh, rating these because they're such a part of my, not just my childhood, but like me as a person. Uh, so I was kind of like, I'm, I'm looking at like these as a trilogy, looking at it as a saga. So yeah, it's already complicated. Um, I have to give it 9.5 out of 10. Um, it, it's the start of something wonderful. I mean, on its own was just amazing. But I think it, it set out enough precedent to have the rest of the story with, with uh, this trilogy. So it, it did everything it needed to do. To me, you know, obviously, uh, it, it felt like a big setup. We're, we're introducing the characters. It doesn't even feel like its own movie in a way, because to me, there were always these three movies. They existed and they were all part of each other. So I I, I can't give it a 10, but I can give it a 9.5 uh, out of 10 Jawas. Um, <laughs> I just thought they were so interesting. Um there's so many concepts and so much imagination just in this movie that like, Oh my God, there's world building. There's, you know, all these wonderful things that, that are so important now that like back then it was just unprecedented. There was nothing like it. And so I, I have to rate it just on that. Um, but uh, obviously there, you know, to, to quote one of the movies, uh, there is another. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there may be another one or two or five that uh, have a 10. This one's just, it's, it's a good setup. Yeah. Well, and you, you, you bring up a good point, too, about the world building. It, watching this as a child, like when they go into the cantina and you see all of these different species of different aliens and humanoids and you know things like that you you see all of this this variation you see the the uh jawas you see you know the the uh uh sand people i mean just there's such a, a big diverse group of different species of aliens and things and i remember as a kid watching this and just being completely mesmerized by just the designs and you know they all had their own language you know the way the jawas talked were different than the way the sand people talked and you know the sand people are always you know and it's and, <laughs> yeah. and and it was you know it's just and and then you know of course you have your chewbacca's and and your greedos and you know things like that and it was just like oh my god it was just mind-blowing you know to see that to be introduced to that in the first film and it just sets the stage for everything that's to come in the the later films. And one thing we didn't touch on really Peter Cushing as fucking Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh was, god, was, yeah. was was the real villain of the movie because I mean even he held Vader on a leash. Right. Man, yeah. He has some cheekbones and some buccal liposuction mm-hmm. that people want today. <laughs> Actually funny story, it's because of Star Wars that that Peter Cushing turned down playing Dr. Loomis in Halloween. Wow. Because he was like Carpenter wanted him badly, but it was after Star Wars came out and it was a hit that Peter Cushing didn't want to do some little low budget horror movie. (laughs) That was was his exact, yeah, his exact words. Yeah, I read something that said that uh, Kara Fisher said that he was so nice to her Mm -hmm. in between takes and they would share um, scones and and tea that she had a hard time (laughs) trying to trying to be ugly to him. Yeah, like, likewise, I, I read that Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford would joke around and goof off unless and, Alec Guinness was on set and then they were way more professional. Right. <laughs> Which do you blame them? Yeah. That's Sir uh, Alec fucking Guinness. I mean, that's right. 
So are we moving on to uh, Empire Strikes oh, Back? We absolutely are, because this is like I feel like uh, of the three, this is like the the one. This is my yes. kid in the candy store moment. I me too. Agree. Me too. Me too. This the second those those walkers come on. Uh, I, have a, I, have to, I have to ask everybody real quick. Speak. How do you pronounce it? Because there's there's two ways, and everybody says that you're wrong whichever way you say it. I always say at no Yeah, okay. I, I always say ATAT. So apparently it's at ats. I've always yeah. said ATAT too, but I've been corrected. Well, quite at ats sounds times. dumb. Yeah. Somebody asked said- Mark Hamill, by the way, on Twitter the other day, and he said, he goes, as far as I knew, when you put the two at symbols on there, he's like, this is how they said it on the set. Yeah. But see, that's that just it sounds too much like the aliens from Mars Attack. Yeah, because <laughs> 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 I I always said ATATs because it just it sounds more professional. Or I, was at, I was an at at guy. Sorry. And and so so then the smaller one is the ATST, correct? Yes. So how do you would you say at at stat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I've always called it ATAT. I've always called it ATAT. I always call it ATAT. And I I mean I mean we were the kids playing with those toys. Mm-hmm. And we saw that written, you know, the first yeah. time that I saw them on the screen, mind completely blown. That, yeah. I mean, talk, I mean, we, so you, we were prepared for a little bit with a new hope, you know, you're going to see stuff you hadn't seen before, but when those walkers come into view and the way that he introduces them, you first see them just a little bit through those binoculars. It's a little mm-hmm. rainy and, and, and the, it's just, we're talking about the elephant-looking thing. Yes, the elephants. Okay. Snow. <laughs> okay. Snow they were kind of scary to me because they were so big, and and he's like, "Well, this is and a lumber. We're going to use the tow ropes and shit." And I'm like, "Oh, you're going to trip these fuckers? What?" And they just, <laughs> like, you know, the, the effects were done so well. I was just like impressed with how massive they were. And plus, and the fact that they're scary. on they're on the ice planet of Hoth, and the fact that the the Rebel Alliance is is that like kind of hard up that they have to hide on an ice planet where yeah. it's so cold that yeah you can't even go out you know, down and, yeah exactly. and that, that scene with, that scene with the fucking wampa in the beginning when fucking because you know they actually had to write that in because uh mark hamill got into a really bad car accident that car wreck. He, yeah i mean he, i mean he wasn't like fully disfigured but he his face was injured so they That's actually true. had to Right in the scene where the Wampa like pretty much attacks him on his face, because I mean everybody's always like, "Well, I thought Luke was a fucking Jedi, wouldn't you have sent?" I'm like, "Well, know know the real story before you start talking shit." The fact that the guy actually <laughs> did get hurt for real, right? Like, you know what like I mean? Yeah, like like yeah. I mean, you <laughs> know, fucking. He was like kind of walking around in Hoth, and fucking this fucking Yeti just fucking squared up on Luke Skywalker and bitch slapped him. But, <laughs> you know, but well, even, like I mean, that plus, scene's kind of cool even- too. You can't even really argue that though, because he's not a fully tree. He's not even a he's Jedi. A, yet. He's no, a, no, he's still technically a Padawan, right? And, honest. and honestly, his testicles still have not descended. <laughs> I always wonder though, how the hell did the thing fucking freeze him upside down like that? Though, like, what? I like. Do we want to know what that is? Or? Right? Is it just water, or is it some? Is sort it water, of, or is it like, yeah. like that? Like it's that ice jizz? Taste it. You know you want to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> it's salty. I remember when I was when I was a kid, I had I had friends that actually had like that playset, and apparently when the when this came out, like with the toys, like because they obviously wised up after the first movie, they realized like where this was gonna go. That playset of Luke and the Wampa with him upside down was like one of the most sought after like toy sets in the yeah, in the Ken- I, in the Kenner line. I never, that's one of the things, never owned that's it, one but thing. it looked cool. It looked that's one of the things that Lucas got Lucas got right in the uh, the um, revamped versions was adding those few extra seconds of the uh, Wampa. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with the, it's chewing on the like the meat and the stringy flesh. Mm-hmm. That, that 
that was real. That was some of the stuff he added in that I really loved. And yeah. You know, the the irony too was like of, of the three, this was the least he had a touch. Yeah, that, that, right. that he I mean, beneath the touch, it was amazing. Um, if I can jump in, I'm gonna be all girly on you guys for a second. This is my favorite, not a secret. I love the love story. I mean, I've always been that even when I was a kid, it was just sort of like that. I love you. I know. And I'm like, you bastard. I still love you. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Why would you say that? But it works. It's so character. You know, it's, it's Han Solo. That's what he would fucking say. Because, you know, at the beginning, the, the whole like, you just don't want me to leave. And he's following her. She's like, fuck off, basically. And he's like, you just can't, you know, you, your feelings for me. And I'm like, I'm in love. I love this. Doesn't he say um, something like, like you can't, you can't stand to see a gorgeous guy like myself just up and leave you. I mean, it's famous, but it's, it's just, I love their dynamic. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then we, you know, of course I already brought up Lando, but you know, we have the, Lando Calrissian, who's fucking Billy D. Williams. I mean, listen, I'm I'm just going to say it now. I'm just going to say it now. Lando is the real father of Kylo Ren because Mm -hmm. legend has it that when um, Princess Leia and they all went to the, you know, best man in the Cloud City when he kissed their hand, immediately she got pregnant. But (laughs) (laughs) they made him so awesome with those fucking capes. And and he's just like, you know, like uh, Han, you know, that's why they're friends. They're not super reputable people, but they're going to end up doing the right thing eventually. So I just like that there's this is considered the darker of this trilogy. Um, it is darker, but it's not super dark. I just remember as a kid, even though I'd already seen Return of the Jedi, when I saw this film, which was after, um, I was just so I cried when they froze Han Solo and Carbonite. I was like, you can't end a movie like that, even though I knew he was going to get rescued. You can't can't end the movie with him still frozen. Um, but yeah, th- this this one is just so great. We've got the we've got Yoda, we've got fucking um there there's just so much that's so important. Like some of the most iconic stuff from this trilogy comes from Empire Strikes Back. You know, uh Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. And um Can we just know? can we just real quick because you know it and it it drives me nuts on all about the rest of you. The line is not Luke. I am your father. It's, it's no, no. I, I am your am father. father. That's yeah. the line. So everybody, but please I stop saying have, it like, one nitpick. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I do have one little nitpick. It's just like, and I always bitch about it. I bitch about it since I was a kid. It does not detract from the movie for me at all. But it, there's just one little thing that every time it does it, he finds out Darth Vader's his dad. They have the whole thing. Darth Vader cuts his hand off. Blah 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 blah. But then he's Spoiler. on the thing. He's on the ship and. You know, Darth Vader's like Luke, and he's like, Father? I'm like, motherfucker, you just (laughs) met this dude. And before that, I mean, you met him before, but he was trying to kill your ass. And now you're all like, oh, hi, Dad. Yeah, this man's 18 years (laughs) behind on child support payment. You're going to call him Dad? Yeah, Father? Like, you have an earned father. I'm, like, problematic. Maybe it's the Princess Leia approach everything. You haven't earned that shit. I, I just like to. I want to talk about um, Yoda's introduction to the to the franchise with this because I think uh, it was done very brilliantly how they did it because he was already testing Luke's patience. Yeah, right. Yeah. Purposely and, and some acting. great comedy too. Those those it opening is. Bits, some great comedy. Yeah. When he's smacking R two D two with his cane, oh, give me, give me, you know, with the yeah. light, mine, mine, mine. Yeah, yeah. Take, like, taking the stuff out and just tossing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to act I, like I love, like a backwoods, you know, little little swamp person, and meanwhile, right away he says. 
I can't train him. He's got no patience. And then he hears Ben. He's like, oh, fuck, this is Yoda. Yeah. A fucking Muppet. <laughs> right. And then the friend Luke says, oh, I am ready. And he whacks his head on the ceiling right away. You know, like, yeah. no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> I love Frank Oz. It's uh, Yoda's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, David and I went to a convention in August and we met the gentleman. He had Yoda, which screen Yoda. Um, and he was saying he was the father of Yoda. So I said something about George Lucas being, you know, part of my favorite film, which is Labyrinth. And mm-hmm. David, uh, for my birthday, he got me the original press kit. So when we met this gentleman that said he was the father of Yoda, I asked him about something from the Labyrinth. Wendy Froud is actually who helped come up with Yoda and this man's whole facial expression actually changed when I asked him about this. And in this this book, which I, I didn't know, this this was the press kit that was sent out for the labyrinth. And it says Wendy, an American puppet maker and doll maker, she worked with Jim Henson for several years and she helped design the in, in, in tell me. Minimal. Minimal. Yeah, Yoda for the Empire Strikes Back. That's how I got the knowledge because she's not anywhere listed online anywhere about her, you know, a tribute to Yoda. So I'm asking him about that. She, he, his face, this dude's face completely changes. And he's like, well, you can consider her the mother of Yoda. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Wow. Um, but his name was what, Stephen something? I don't remember. Anyway, but, you know, he, he was like Simon stuff, you know, as the dad of Yoda or whatever. But she basically had come up with everything from the neck down. And, um, you know, I'm such a Jim Henson fan and, and such a fan of puppeteering, animatronics, and the animation, even stop motion animation. When David and I were watching this and it started out, you got the snow elephants walking. You know, that was, <laughs> sorry, that, that was great to me. I, I'm a, big fan of, of, of that type of stuff. But it's, it's the second Yoda starts speaking, I was like, oh, that's Frank Oz. Um, it's hard to mess. Yeah, that's Miss mm-hmm. Piggy and that's Rolf. And probably when I was younger, I was like, why, why am I hearing Miss Piggy but I'm not seeing Miss Piggy? That's probably why I didn't truly get into everything because I don't remember Yoda sounding like he sounded in this. But also, you know, I was so saturated with yogurt um, that <laughs> I do. I still want my yogurt doll. I just love when you're watching American World from London and Frank Oz comes in. Yeah, like, dude. He's like, oh, that, you're like, oh, I know that voice. <laughs> Dumbass kids never appreciate anything you do for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the great Yoda. Unmistakable voice. Yeah, they're down in the swamp. And I was like, hey, David, is where I'm from. And he was like, yeah. Like what like what Candy had said, you know, that this this film's dark, but it's not overly dark. Um, mm-hmm. but I remember when I watched this, because I didn't I didn't go to uh I didn't see Return of the Jedi before I saw this. I I saw the first one, then I saw this one, and it to me it was dark, um, because it was like the rebels were were beat at every turn. And when it got to that scene in Cloud City, when uh, Lando was taking them to dinner and they opened that door and Darth Vader's standing there 
and Han immediately pulls that pistol out and Shit. he starts firing. And and Darth Vader's just blocking it with his it's hand. Like, Please. And then just pulls that pulls that that gun right out of his hand. And I just remember like that was my oh shit moment when I was a kid. I was probably seven or eight, but I'm just like, oh my God, like what's gonna happen? Han just got betrayed by somebody who he considers to be his friend, you know, and didn't know he couldn't trust him. He knew he couldn't trust him, but I didn't think, you know, at, at that time that, you know, this guy's not gonna turn him over to the Empire. You know, and then you get Boba Fett mm. and fucking badass Boba Fett at that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just and the the, the whole the, the carbon freezing and then, you know, the trap that they that he set for Luke that all of a sudden it became about it, it wasn't about Leia. It wasn't about Han. It wasn't about any of them. It was about Luke. That was the whole reason he wanted to lay a trap for Luke to get him in so that he could try to turn him to the dark side. And, you know, it was just like, oh, I mean, just from beginning to end, it was just the, the movie is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I don't think I mean, it's dark. It's out of, of these three. It is like the darkest of the three. It's like not by, Revenge of the Sith dark. Though. I was going to say, I mean, hot, I mean, it's probably a hot take, but Revenge yeah. of the Sith is probably like the darkest of like it any really of the Star is. Wars I mean, movies. Can't yeah. really oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Compared when you're comparing it to, to all the movies. Yeah, absolutely. But. I mean, shit. I mean, everything about this was like pitch perfect. I mean, the irony is, you know, people always talk about the the holy trilogy, but if you look at like the two that most people associate with this, which is Empire and Jedi, Lucas had very little to do with either one. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't direct either either one, and those are like the the two that people always go to the most for the for the you know for the original three. He mm-hmm. barely had anything with the script. I mean, he created the characters that was pretty much, he was coming up with like, you know, with the world building that was coming out eventually. But I mean, I, I don't think it's a small accident that like the two most popular Star Wars movies of the three, he had very little to do with. Right. You know what I mean? But I mean, everything about this was, was just, you know, like I said, pitch perfect. I mean, Vader was more of a threat. He was more of a menace in this. I mean, he no. really, Got the flex. Yeah, he got to flex his fucking Sith muscles more in this one. Um, you know, the introduction of Yoda. The way he kills any general who displeases him, he became like yeah. a punchline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, the, the the fact that fucking Boba Fett has like maybe five minutes of screen time and went on to become one of the most popular characters like in the Star Wars saga. And then gets the worst death ever in the third <laughs> one. Like until until you watch and then it's a spoiler, but until you watch Mandalorian and then he gets his spin, I'll show the book of Boba Fett where it picks up from that moment in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. and you find so out how he shows. Yeah, you find they out how he survived the Starlight Pit. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, most, the most I know about Boba Fett's from an MC Chris song, so. My daughter is obsessed with she she's seen <laughs> MC Chris a couple times. I feel yeah. really old now. Um, <laughs> plus the fact that Lando, I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Lando in a way because he gets such a bad rap. I Not get why me. he did it. I, I get I get why he did what he did, and it, he wasn't intentionally trying to fuck them over because he really was trying to help them, but you he's know, trying like, to he's, do the best for it. Well, he says it. He even says he says this deal. He this deal they, just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. I have altered you know, the deal. Pray I do pray. not alter it. Right, so it's not totally his fault. But I yeah. say and, that, and and I got to tell you, like not even just like the you know plus the the, the you know the the scenes on Hoth, but really like the the Han getting frozen in carbonite scene is 
fucking heartbreaking. I mean, everything, yeah. especially like how Chewbacca is reacting yeah. when they do this, you know. And, and the like, way that they did the sculpture of him is great. The, the, that look on his yeah. face, that extended, yeah. everything's got, yeah, that, that, that was yeah. really, really well done. Yeah, I think that when you say the heart, you know, it's heartbreaking with Chewbacca's reaction. It's, you know, he starts getting violent and Han's the one that calms him down. He tells yeah. him, yeah, no. You know, no, he's no, like, yeah, you're, not you're not, he tells him, no, yeah, not now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that whole scene is just fucking great. And see, even knowing what happens in Return of the Jedi, it's, every time I watch it, I'm, I'm heartbroken all over again. Like, no, no. Yeah. But I mean, another thing too, I mean, even when you, you said it, to introduce it into this to this one when Yoda tells Ben no there is another there was already planting the seeds of that it was going to be Leia I mean I don't think any of us knew the extent I mean let, let's be we we might as well call it out now I mean the fact that she kisses Luke right yeah. trying to haunt to get him jealous but and then to kind of jump to Jedi quick for a second when she's like oh I kind of almost knew when he tells her like you're my sister yeah, yeah. But you, you you still felt the need to play like you know tonsil hockey and shove your tongue <laughs> down his throat. In front of- like, you know, I didn't feel like she was. Uh, I mean, I think she was just doing it to piss off Han because their chemistry is bam all the time. Oh yeah, right. I mean, even from like the, you from, never like, even the first thought movie, that was a love triangle. It never felt like a love triangle. No, all. from the from the first movie, it was like evident that Han was going to be clapping those cheeks. But I guess we should. <laughs> quote, I guess I guess we should quote uh, Craig Robinson and Zach and Mary Porno when they're doing the uh, Star Horse. When he's like Han Solo, ain't never had no sex with Princess Leia in the Star War. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one, of my, one of my favorite lines ever in a movie and it has nothing to do i mean it has something to do with this at least but it's i guess it's more like his delivery with that but you know i mean we do know that he eventually does clap them cheeks because you know we do get kylo ren later so right right no spoiler for that one but <laughs> well and the, that, that whole scene too where she kisses luke and then the look on luke's face when she Where's walks like, away he just yeah, like he's like mm-hmm. yeah of course some sister i mean um, <laughs> <laughs> And Chewbacca does a little, uh, yeah. little laugh at him. Yeah. Like, what the hell about my shit is this? That, Scruffy that's part of like, that's, that's part of like Han's charm too, is the looking. fact that like, he's kind of like Ash in a way. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's kind of like anti-hero. But he's, but he's kind of a like clueless idiot that like somehow gets it all fit. Like I love the line. I mean, obviously we don't line, like never tell me the odds. Because yeah, right. he, he, doesn't plan, he doesn't plan anything. He just and, fucking does it. One thing I want to touch on now, too, because everybody's always like, oh, the Kessel Run, the Kessel Run. Hmm, yeah. Par- parsecs is distance, not time. Right. Right. So everybody's always like, oh, but he did it in 12 parsecs. I'm like, do you even know what a fucking parsec is? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> it's, it's a measure Man, of distance, Lucas, not time. <laughs> That's okay. We can forgive these things. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even those small little, I mean, this this is probably like the most perfect of, of, of these three. I mean, yeah. my favorite. And, and when we, and I know Dave loves backstory, like in the scene where, where they first land on, on cloud city and, you know, uh, uh, Lando comes out and they start talking about the ship and he was like, you know, how's my ship? And he was like, Hey, I want it fair and square. Like, I remember as a kid, like I wanted to know more. I wanted to know, like, what do you mean? How how did he get that ship? What do you, you know? And of course, we we eventually find out. But yes. you know, it's it, little things like that. Just l- like one little line, and it just my mind starts racing. The wheels start turning. And to kind of piggyback off that, that's like one of that, and probably like the Kessel Run scene are the only two good scenes in that fucking solo movie. 
movie's fucking trash otherwise. I liked it. I liked it. Was I, I, Donald Glover as Han Solo was heart. Donald Glover. Donald Glover as Lando, you mean? I mean yeah. Lando. Sorry, I was thinking of the movie that, Solo. That, that would have been a whole different fucking yeah. no, <laughs> no, the alternate universe. No, I was picturing the movie title, but yeah. Donald Glover that, as Lando is what I meant. Um, he was fucking great. I would like yeah, to really that, that movie. I would have liked to have just seen a Lando movie with him. That's what I'm saying. This I is Lando, like yeah, or, or even get Lando like a series. If, like, I mean, Disney, like, get on that. Like, yeah, that, get Donald that Glover right back there. because that shit was magic. Don't don't bring back the other guy to play Han Solo because I mean, he okay. he, yeah. he didn't he didn't do it. He didn't. Do yeah, it, it's not. But... You need to find somebody who can. And Rogue One was so good. It was disappointing. Oh yeah, yeah. and I'm, and I'm yeah. sure we're going to talk about that when we talk. I'm about sorry. The did you say Rogue One was disappointing? No, no. I'm saying it was fucking awesome. I was like, did you say it was disappointing? I was about to no, fight. No, no, no. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue One, one is, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. If Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, Rogue yeah. One's number two. No, that's a good argument. I, that, that just, Thank you. It, 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 gets, it gets that for me just for Darth Vader's entrance at the very end of it. Oh, After the movie was over, I couldn't even get up there. That's why I have that right there. That's why I have that there. Darth Vader yeah. don't give a fuck at the end of this one. He's just like fucking he puts a guy on the ceiling and cuts him and yeah, whatever. You know, he's just right. doing whatever. When the movie was over, I was like crying. It was really yeah, not so only was good. it a great story, but we got, you know, um that sort of right before a new hope. And mm-hmm. and just sort of like a little bit happened. You know, you it know what the irony quiet. is with, with Rogue One too is like it's not the um it's not the sequel that we that we um asked for, but it's the, the, the I'm sorry, it's not the prequel that we asked for. It's the prequel that we needed because yeah. it yeah. definitely. And I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it more about the prequels. But like Candy, I'm with you. Like I was all up on my emotions watching that fucking movie. But that now was that I was so like, good. I was like, wow, <laughs> like like Disney. Okay, like remember this right before Last Jedi came out, so it was like The Force Awakens, and then you followed it up with Rogue One, and it was like that was like a nice one-two punch. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, Rogue I, One was just leagues better, and I, yeah. I didn't know if we were going to talk about we were going to bring Rogue One up, but I, I thought maybe it came up, and I was like, like "Ooh, Rogue One, yeah, okay, but, I'm in." Yeah. But but yeah, I mean that's you've never yeah, seen. Yeah, Rogue we'll, One? we'll definitely talk about that a little more when the prequels come because I mean that 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 unto itself is yeah. its own little. Because I mean, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll Rogue, Rogue, it, Rogue One sure. in its own smokes fucking Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. I mean, the only <laughs> other, the only other prequel movie that that's kind of up to snuff with Rogue One is Revenge of the Sith. If we're being honest, that they're on the same level as far as yeah. like you know, because you could tell Lucas had nothing to do with Revenge of the Sith. I mean, you could tell like the little cringy lines he had that they kept in, but it was very few and far between. Everything else was pretty much like fucking spot on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I jumped in there because I cut both no, of you. Rogue, 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 I heard Rogue, Rogue One. Awesome. I'm like, does anybody want to have something bad to say about Rogue One? I will force <laughs> choke you right now. No, That's I mean, I, and, I, and I'll be honest. Dude, I think the only like Star Wars story, like movie standalone that I is Solo. That's got to be the worst. That that's somehow worse than Phantom Menace. I think. Um, and that's and that's no, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, and that, a that's saying mark. a lot because at least yeah, fucking, I will say with Phantom Menace, at least you have the the Darth Maul. You have Darth Maul, and even uh, yeah, and then honestly, as much people, I mean, that fucking pod racing scene is badass too. Oh it, my it really is. It was very well <laughs> done because I know, was keeping, I, I, I just lost times in theaters. I was, uh, I'm going to save the, the most of the story, but um, yeah. whenever the pod racing would come on, I would just leave for about 20 minutes and come back. It was so fucking. Uh, we'll talk about that another time. But we, yeah, we'll Great video game too. Darth Maul's yeah. the one that looks like <laughs> the guy from Insidious, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. sort of. Yay. Also, uh, yeah, Toad from uh, X Men. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Ray yeah. Park. Ray Park, right? Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but I think he was a bad boy recently, so I think I don't know if we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, think, I think he was a little naughty with stuff that we can't really. Get yeah. Oh, no, we can't. Okay, so well, so we'll, just... we'll say it's the artist formerly known as Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Maul, the character. And then yes. the kid who played the young uh, uh, Anakin. Anakin didn't he? Didn't he a train wreck? Yeah. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about that during the prequels right, because sorry. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of fits in with the whole theme of a train wreck with the prequels. Hanging anyway, out with Todd so. Bridges. And- yeah, <laughs> I had the opportunity to meet Billy D. Williams, but not in a conventional way. Oh, I was. <laughs> well, I was at a convention, and uh, they had us lined up because I was meeting Tobin Bell, and uh, Mr. Billy D. Williams in his fucking cape busted through the door that I was standing beside because that's where he told me to to, to stand. And motherfucker knocked me down and then stepped on me <laughs> with his pimp cane. <laughs> Damn. And cannot see and cannot hear no more. And that was like seven years ago, if not more. Um, but I, I was like, Cold 45 just knocked me down. <laughs> I mean, you did just got knocked over by the biggest pimp in the galaxy. I mean, yeah. yeah but I was still I hooked mean, up to an IV with my, my port and stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit. Listen, I'm just going <laughs> to say, just- if, if there was any other character in the Star Wars franchise saga, whatever, that's on the level of swagger with, with Han Solo, it's 100%. Lando fucking Calrissian. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the the Lando. dude fucked the, the dude fucked a droid for Christ's sake. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was impressed when we were watching this because when it got to the scene with with the big sandworm or whatever it's called, I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh no, wait, that's the next movie. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the next movie. That's the next one. <laughs> that's the next one. Really? That's not this one. Oh, get, get out. I told you guys, <laughs> I don't know the difference. Ewoks. That's it. Ewoks. Um, he said, get sorry. out. Sorry. So painful. <laughs> he said, get out. <laughs> I thought it was this one. That's no, not this one. Okay, I'll save that coming for the next one. I really don't know. I'm really trying hard. I but see you, girl. You're trying. Let's, let, let's be honest, too. I mean, like, the, the, the fact of how you know, dark at the time that this movie was when it came out. I mean, to this day, people still reference any sequel that's darker than its original as the Empire Strikes Back of that particular franchise. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, whether it's Marvel with like how dark Infinity War was, they're like, oh, this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel franchise. Or, and not just in yeah. that way, but also if a, if a sequel is better than it's the original, better. it's right. either Godfather right. 2 or Empire Strikes Back. And Godfather, I have a reference of Godfather 2. It does not happen a lot. I'll, I'll tell you now. I would I would think if if you're gonna pick like like the top, probably I mean five is a little hard to pick, but I would say if you're gonna pick the t- the top four sequels of all time that actually eclipse the original in no order, of course. I mean, obviously Godfather Part Two, The Empire Strikes Back, Terminator Two, yeah, yeah, and, and this will probably be a hot take in a second. Aliens. No, yeah, no, no that, I, I agree. Think that, that's a, except I, like that, I think they can. They, they, there's not even a competition because they're such different movies. They are, mm-hmm. but Aliens is like fucking Alien and Aliens are basically, like better than the original. By I mean, a- Aliens is a horror Bill Paxton. movie set in space. Aliens is an action movie set in space. Yeah, see, yeah. Sean's yeah. like for Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Ever. That's right. Game over, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, plus, like, Ripley's so fucking much more badass when she comes out in the get away from her, you bitch. Like, that's yeah. that's that's it right there. Like, that's, yeah. you know. I mean, as far as, like, a, like a fifth sequel, that I, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I guess Endgame, probably, right? Because, like, that all kind of ties in yeah. with that. But, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, realistically, like, those four are, like, like your like your cornerstone for, like, sequels, really. Yeah. I mean, Ro- Rocky Four. I mean, can we go that? I mean, that, that's the best Rocky movie. 
Yeah. But I, I, I tend to think of it Which as a sophomore effort that if I struggle. I would break you. The, the freshman effort. You know what I mean? That's just. Oh, 100%. I 100% agree with you. But I mean, like, yeah, like. Because they call it a sophomore slump for a reason. Right. So but, if you are successful on your sophomore thing, that you beat the slump and you better thought, you know what I'm saying? But again, also yeah. no, no small coincidence that Lucas himself didn't direct this one either. Right. And he, had, and he had, and he had help writing the script for this one too, because I think he was going through like a big divorce at the time. Yes. So he really couldn't focus his attention on, you know, his, his baby here. So. Well, well, whatever they did was I mean, look, I mean, yeah. In the end, I mean, look what happened. I mean, she didn't get any of that fucking money when he sold it right. to Disney. So, right. I mean, he got the last laugh anyway. I mean, his kids, 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 kids are fucking set up for life. Yeah. Because of like of the sale on this. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's again, this is, this is probably the, the epitome of the greatest sequel ever made. You know, yeah. the, you know. All right, you want to do some ratings? I'm down. I'm All ready. right. So this is, like I said, this is this is the one for me. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, ten out of ten. ATATs. <laughs> if you like, sure. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Yeah. yeah. That's. All I, right. What else? What else can I say? I mean, it's a True. fucking phenomenal movie. Um, for me, yeah, 10 out of 10, Han Frozen and Carbonite. I mean, honestly, how, how do you, yeah, how, how can you give anything less? Really? This, this, this is the one each, each of the, each of the three in the, the trilogy have one that sticks out, but this one in particular kind of set the tone for what, not, not just what, where Star Wars could go, but also what a sequel could do. Yeah. So yeah, 10 out of 10, Han Frozen and Carbonite. I'm with you. Um, I'm just gonna back that up. Uh, ten out of ten, Lando Calrissian's capes. Um, Work. <laughs> I was so in this movie. I was in love with Lando. I was in love with Han, and it was just sort of like, and I loved the the fieriness between you know Princess Leia. And, but I mean, just it's not just a love story. It's everything is right, but it's also that darkness. But you're just kind of like, I need to see the next movie because even though I'd already seen it, but it's like I. I have this thing about just consecutively watching things like now I need to watch it in order, you know, and even having seen Jedi first, it was sort of, and knowing what happened, it was still, I'm hooked every time I know what happens, but it's still really, really good. And then it's been this way for, you know, a good 40 years for me. Um, I, I think that says it all. You want me to go first? Sure. Oh, you're sacrifice me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, for me, it's gonna be eight out of ten. Uh Lando knocked me down with his pimp cane. Um <laughs> you know, to me, this one felt better than the last one, but uh it looked really fucking cold the entire time. Uh and I really didn't want to visit where they are. Um I guess it advanced the story. I don't know. We watched these in succession over the weekend, so you know, as an adult, it's the first time I've watched them. Um, and so trying to distinguish everything. Uh, sorry, Ewoks. Um, eight out of ten. Uh, you know, Lando Calrissian knocked me down with his pimp cane. <laughs> very specific. Sorry. <laughs> sorry that experience didn't happen for everybody. Uh, I, I'm going to give this one 12 out of 10. Minox chewing on power cables. If <laughs> If I could watch one of all the Star Wars movies and including, you know, all the, the offshoots, I would, this is the one I'd watch. I think this is the one 
that I saw in a theater again with the crowd where people were going just absolutely batshit crazy during this movie in, in the theater, you know, booing and hissing when, when Darth was on stage cheering is just, it was an incredible experience. This is my favorite of all. What are we, how many films have we got? 11? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. You know actual films plus yeah. TV shows. There's a lot this is the one. Uh, I love this movie so much. It, I, I can't. I, I got those walkers. Oh, God, we're watching yeah. it right now. The, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the such just mind blown the first time I ever saw this. That's a Minot. Minot was the uh, inside the uh, when they're, they're like, inside. They're, the like, they're like the bat looking thing. Remember, remember the asteroid creature that opened his butt. Remember? No. <laughs> In the Googles. Sorry. Yeah, when they're inside the thing, Which, and the asteroid. By the way, side note: I love you. Were asking, guy. you were asking me what part of him were they in. Like, well, it's hard to say. Oh, okay. Got you, Jonah. I love the Family Guy one where it's like the something, something dark side one where it's Meg as the thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. It it was not this one. It's the next one. Oh, no. It's that. That's this one. Well, that's what I was going to say, but Dave stopped me. Well, the thing in the sand pit is the Sarlacc, and that's in Jedi. Yeah, but that's Meg, too. Is it Meg? Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they made her all the monsters. <laughs> they did make her all the monsters. Bo, Bo gets his bitch death in that. So, oh, God. I remember it was. Ugh. Yep. Return we'll of the Jedi. And now, here it is. 40 is the 40th anniversary this year. Yeah. No, it is. how old I'm going to be this year. <laughs> <laughs> Came out in what? 80, yeah, it was 83. 83. 83. Yeah. Damn. We're getting old. We're writing that next. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what we're doing. That's are we going yeah. for Kenya to come back, or you want to just go ahead and start it? Oh, uh, we can go ahead and, and start it. All right. Sure. Um, do you want to start it off? I'm going to start this one off. Uh, go for it, man. So this was the first one I mentioned earlier that that I saw in theaters was Return of the Jedi, and it was during the um, the re-release in 1985. And as Candy said, it was to kind of hype up the the Ewok movies that were going to be on ABC, <laughs> which yeah. is ironic, by the way, too, because I know she mentioned the comic book because Marvel was doing the comics for Star Wars, and then ABC was showing the Ewoks movies. I guess that was kind of like a precursor to the fact that Disney was going to own all this shit anyway. Right. At some point, and none of us kind of put two and two together. Um, the irony is, my my uncle was the one that actually really got me into Star Wars. Um, my uncle that passed away years ago, and he took me to go see Return of the Jedi. My sister and I, but we had the choice. It was either go see this or go see The Last Dragon, because The Last Dragon had opened up, like, the week before. I really, really wanted to see The Last Dragon, but when, you know, presented with the opportunity, I was like, well, I kind of want to see Return of the Jedi, because I've seen the other two, and, like, you know, don't regret it, because I got to see The Last Dragon a week later, and both are, like, two of my favorite movies of all time anyway, so. But I had, like, little little five-year-old, you know, Nico watching this in the theater was fucking mind-blown with, you know, the Ewoks with Jabba the Hutt and, you know, Luke kind of facing off with Vader and, you know, we finally get in the Emperor for the first time. I kind of get the hate that the movie gets later. I understand that people bitch and complain and whine about the fucking Ewoks. I get it. But I got three words, everybody, that'll make you Jar Jar Banks. Right. (laughs) That alone right there is going to shut everybody up because it's we had it worse, believe me. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like how we talked about with Halloween kills and Halloween ends. People bitched about Halloween kills, but then Halloween ends came out and they were like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jar Jar will make you love some Ewoks. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's actually, um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but um, when you get to that final Empire's End book, there, mm-hmm. there's a little, there's a little footnote with uh, Jar Jar somewhere in there. And it's actually kind of great. No, but when you see it, you, it it kind of gets you in the feels, and when, okay. you, when you read it, you'll see why. All right, but I mean, I had oh, Jesus, I had a bunch. I had the Return of the Jedi pajamas from this shit. Mm-hmm. I had. I, I had, had the sheets. The, yeah, I had the sheets. I had the fucking like like the the job of the hut playset. I had mm-hmm. Luke, like I said, with with his. And this is like when Luke kind of came into his own as a Jedi. Finally, he's wearing the all black, kind of kind of giving like the guise of is he going to turn or not? Right. Um. Even the original title for this it was Revenge of the Jedi, and then like last minute before the movie even hit theaters, Lucas was like, "Wait a minute, a Jedi would never have revenge." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and. So if, if anybody ever has like the Revenge of the Jedi posters, those are worth a pretty penny right now. Oh yeah, like the original original because that's that's the ones. No, but I'll, I'll talk more about this in a little bit with you. Yeah, this this film, man, like I loved it. Um, the whole Jabba's palace scene again, like the cantina in the original, you had all of these different creatures in there. Uh, Bib Fortuna. Uh, yep. the the you know our Twi'lek friend salacious crumb salacious crumb who <laughs> yeah. when i was a kid was my absolute favorite um <laughs> and and you know you had boba fett hanging out in there you know just carrying his blaster just kind of kicking back hanging out you know and um when when leia comes in dressed up like the bounty hunter and she does the whole you know thermal detonator trick and everything and she she thinks that she's you know she's gonna save him she thinks she's gonna get away and then <laughs> they pull that curtain back and they're all like job is laughing and everybody's laughing and everything and it's just uh, that, that whole scene was great and then luke, here comes luke right all black and he's he does the whole you know jedi mind trick on bib fortuna and uh job of the hut is like you, you fucking idiot. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, like, he's like, you weak-minded fool. Right. <laughs> it's like and, you fell for the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> and then, and then you know, Luke goes down, gets gets dropped down into the Rancor pit, and you see that Rancor, and you're just like, what the fuck? And I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was fucking horrified. Wait, the Rancor is my favorite thing in that whole so, Yeah. Here's my one question. The way he grabs is, that Gamorrean guard and chomps on him, I love that. Yeah. 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 Here's here's my one complaint about that scene, and I mean, this, this again, we're, we're, we're fanboys when it comes to this shit, so of course, like, we're going to nitpick, you know, stuff here and there. If Luke was a full-fledged Jedi, and we're going to go with the idea that the Rancors are weak-minded, wouldn't he have been able to kind of, like, Jedi mind trick? I don't know that they would even have enough mind to control at all. It's just... It's well, because, I mean, you know, and again, not, not to jump to the prequel, but in the, the scene in Geonosis when in the, in the arena, like, Anakin had the foresight to fucking, like, mind control one of the beasts on there. And yeah. That's, that's that's less of a... You know what I mean? So, like, you would... I've blocked all of those. I don't know, that but I mean, like, this, too much for me. It was very but, but then again, and and this this would be my argument. Now that I've seen all of them, now you know, I'm talking from the guys that obviously I haven't seen the later prequels yet. But now that I'm I'm older and I've seen them, you know, I uh, the way I see it is, you know, yes, Anakin did that, um, and yes, I I'm pretty sure that in in uh, uh what was it the mandalorian or the book of boba fett where where boba fett the book of boba fett got the got the rancor yeah it's yeah i i believe it is definitely possible to be able to do it they anakin had training 
at the at the, okay. at the Jedi yeah. Temple. Luke has been trained by a, a Force ghost for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and and a little bit with Yoda. I don't think he knows. Like, yes, he can use a Jedi mind trick, but to you know to be able to control a Rancor, nah. If only if only some asshole that he's possibly related to didn't kill every single Jedi in the galaxy <laughs> that maybe could have helped right. him with this. I don't know. Right. Only yeah. if, if I mean, if only Luke wasn't related to somebody that maybe could have, you know, just com- com- you know, completed complete genocide on an entire. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, if all only, those younglings. Only if yeah, yeah. I mean, um, did you watch Obi Wan Kenobi? Yes. Yeah, oh, that scene, yeah. That scene. That scene's fucking brutal. It really <laughs> that scene is. is fucking brutal. It really is. Dave, if you haven't seen that yet, you need to watch that. Uh, I have not seen any of the series. They're Watch so Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi's it, only like six episodes. Yeah, and it's really fucking good. fantastic. It's worth it. Definitely. Um, can I jump in? I I don't know what I missed because I had to step away for a second. But oh, I wanted... talk about Jedi. This was Jedi. Well, well I was going to talk about Ewoks. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is for Crystal as well. Going right but, for the jugular. <laughs> In 1983, um, Ewoks were fucking everywhere, and it went on. It went on because of yeah. you know when they put it back in theaters in '85. Um, it just went on. There were there were cartoon shows. There were stuffed animals and cereal. all that stuff. Cereal, <laughs> yeah. I had I had some vinyl 45s. Yeah, the, the, with like they had Ewok TV stories, movies, um, cartoons, and then they put uh, Battle for Endor in theaters because I saw it in the theaters. Ugh. Um. That shit. No, as a kid, I had no taste. I mean, I like to think I had pretty good taste, but you know, like Ewoks now, if I saw one, I think I'd kick it as hard as <laughs> I could. I don't think you would. I think you would think they were adorable. No, like, I don't. Like when Amber. Like, but what, what happened with Ewoks is they were fucking everywhere. And my mom, she hated them and I could never understand it until I got older. Like they were just really fucking annoying. And, um, you know, I think that. You know, later on, um, they would try to to do that again. They tried to make porgs happen. That didn't happen. No. Um, but they did hit Patriot with Grogu. So, you know, they keep trying yeah. to cash in on what I call the Ewok um, thing. Now, Grogu is fucking cute. I can't deny it. He's so fucking cute. But <laughs> Ewoks, right. as a kid, I thought they were cute. And now I'm like, I would punch one in the face. Um, I think that's part of the problem with Empire Strikes Back is like, that's just... I, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not, it's strength is not the Ewoks. And I, I just felt like they were trying too hard to like make that happen. And it worked obviously, but it, it takes away from the movie for me as an adult. This was my first uh, Star Wars experience. And I, cool that I got to do it in theaters. It was something me and my mom could do because my brothers were born in March of 83. So it was something her and I got to go do was to see um, Return of the Jedi. But I remember it like it being an eighties kid. Remember those shirts that had there were sort of like ringer tees, but they had like the yeah. I was saying that I, I, on we, there. We, mine, yeah, we had we had them. Yeah, yeah. And so like mine was like green, and they had like the the piping and and the the sleeves, and that had the decal that was kind of sparkly, and it was Return of the Jedi. It was it was a really cool time for all of this shit. And you know there is greatness in this movie, but like you know I had I can't I can only judge these against other Star Wars movies. And a lot of people call this like the less of the three. Do I think they have an argument? Yeah. I don't 100% agree because I do have that soft spot for it. But, and that may cloud my judgment, but. 
well, trying to know, be funny candy, about the, the Jedi the dark, stuff the, the, right the now. The dark side does cloud all. So. Yeah, I'm clouding my judgment. But. <laughs> but, I, but I also defended the Ewoks too right before you walked in because I said, you know, if, if nothing else, there's three words, is Jar Jar Banks. So nothing will <laughs> well, yeah, and so like <laughs> That's what I'm saying is like, you know, I think that, you know, when you, when you judge the entire saga, yeah, the Ewoks come out ahead. But, uh, you know, as far as like these three movies, it's it's a little annoying, but it works. And, um, you know, what I like about Return of the Jedi is it, it doesn't overdo what later Star Wars movies would overdo. Like the speeder chase is exactly the right length. It, it has the exact right amount of thrills. I mean, I'm nervous, like dodging trees as I'm watching mm-hmm. it. You know, like it, it's great. And later on, they would kind of do that too much, like where the chase goes on for maybe 15 minutes too long. But this was just right on all that. And yeah, I mean, it, it it's a good. There's the whole, you know, Princess Leia in the gold bikini. Let's just go there for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in that gold bikini. smoking hot. Even I, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, she's hot. When I was a kid, I had a little figurine of her. And like, and I'm like, I just want to be as pretty and sexy as her, you know. But she was also a fucking badass. Her choking Jabba with oh, that chain. I love mm-hmm. that part. So she's super hot, and she's killing that big, horrible motherfucker. His and tongue then, is waggly tongue. It's just yeah, you're just like, <laughs> you know. And, and so there, there's such greatness in this. But there, you know, Ewoks are maybe the weak point, but it's still overall a really great movie. So. Yeah, I, you know, the scene with the Ewoks too, like, you know, they're in indoor when the the um the AT or the ATST, um, as I like to call it, uh comes through the forest and you know, they I think it's the scene where they have the two logs that come down and yeah. smash yeah. it, you know, and, and I it, that's cool. You know, I you know, I can get behind that. Do I think the Ewoks are fucking annoying? Absolutely. But, you know, it's it's more of a tale of like, you know, there's no way the Ewoks could have could have handled the Empire on their own, you know, and there's no way that the rebellion could have dealt with it on their own. So it was like you had these two kind of cultures that kind of came together to face this this one enemy, you know. So, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, I mean, that's a story that's been told time and time again uh, in movies and in real life. But, you know, it's it, it worked and it was a marketing thing and it paid off big time for them and i think that that's why we got a jar jar banks later on was because i think maybe they were like oh well we fucking made a shit ton of money with ewoks let's try this again and then they tried it again and then they tried again with the porgs that and happened well the the, the porgs you know because they weren't like od like no they yeah they didn't know that was it was it was just the right amount and like they really didn't play such a big part in the whole thing right i mean they i know we're jumping ahead a little bit right but like that scene where like chewbacca is about to eat one and, like, <laughs> the, the poor guy's <laughs> looking at it it's like all right yeah i get, I get it I get yeah it. <laughs> were the ewoks were the ewoks uh uh an attempt to it wasn't originally supposed to be um wookies uh, I wish it had been on Kashyyyk instead. Honestly, Lucas, Lucas wanted he wanted it where it was going to be this sort of agrarian society against the Empire, and it was going to be Wookies. But at that point, we saw that Wookies weren't—they were very, you know, technologically competent and, and not. So they had to, they brought in the Ewoks to make it, you know, to bring it back to that sort of agrarian, uh, non-technological society. That's what I've read. But well, I he, would have preferred Kashyyyk with the Wookies. 
You know, my heart is hurting with all this Ewok trash talk. <laughs> I don't hate. I, listen, I don't. I don't. I, I love the Ewoks. If, if we're being honest, but I mean, as far as like what Dave, what you said, um, they've they've kind of backpedaled on that. Look, lot like the novels now with with the backstory for this. Because we know you love the backstory, but. Um, during the dark, like the the days when like the empire was kind of like fully in control, like Kashyyyk became like a slave planet, mm-hmm. and right. like a lot of the, the Wookies went into service on un- like they had no choice. They had like chips in- embedded in their heads, so they became like indentured servants to the. And they they to touch the on that. They touch on that in, the, in uh, was was that Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, right when the, yeah. the Order sixty six drops, it shows yeah. Yoda's on Kashyyyk. In fact, I mean, I guess this is kind of not not spoiler for you because I mean, this is the the books that are now considered canon mm-hmm. the aftermath books the second book is life debt and basically it's about the, and i mean that you say the book the, the book takes place mostly in kashik nice so like it's yeah. it's basically like han and chewy what they're doing after you know return of the jedi right yeah i'm looking so. forward to diving in uh, I love the Ewoks, and when I was little, I just wanted a giant teddy bear that could walk and talk on its own, and I was really mad at my teddy rock skin that he wasn't an Ewok. <laughs> so so um, I, I really latched on to the Ewoks when I was younger, uh, the cartoons, the movies, everything, and, and that's really what I remember from the Star Wars universe is the Ewoks. Um but I was really confused when we were watching this and these Bebop motherfuckers started showing up. I was really confused about these 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 pigs. Uh, so, um, like, yeah, you know, I, with all this uh, Job of the Hut stuff and... Um, oh, the, the Gamorreans you're talking about? The Bebop, sure, like Bebop like, like from like the Ninja Turtles you're talking about? Yeah, Bebop. Like, yeah, the, the Gamorreans. Bebop yeah. and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. That was really confusing. <laughs> I was really glad, though, to see, and I think we saw it in the last one with uh, the cantina. Man, they were playing an oboe, and they were playing a bassoon, and they looked like they were going to town on a didgeridoo. And I am a former oboe player, so I was really happy to see all of that. <laughs> I do know that for Job of the Hut, it took six people to work that animatronic. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's actually pretty cool. There's a, there's a, I don't know if you can find it on YouTube, but there was... um. ABC, I think, of course, again, like we were talking before, like it was like candy, but what you missed too, like the precursor, because you put up the comic book series from back, like, and that the Ewok movies were on ABC. So it was almost like a precursor that Disney was going to own all oh, three yeah, at some point. Sense. So who the fuck, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but oh, it was something with um with that with that cantina scene, like in Jabba's palace, like on the on the floating thing. That was one of the, like the, the fucking um touch-ups that he did that was completely unnecessary yeah was was that scene and then taking away the fucking yub yub song at the end right uh, yeah uh, yub yub. yeah i mean it's gone completely like, there's, there's no, no no version of that exists unless it's online somewhere right yeah although the yeah. irony was i mean not, not not to get into political stuff too much but the ending of you know return of the jedi became like the theme when joe biden won the election back because <laughs> it was almost like it really was like the ending of like people all over the world were fucking celebrating the fact that this guy got fired from his job right yeah right. you know yeah just lifted him up and threw him down a fucking pit pretty much 
pretty much. You know, I didn't mention before, but a lot of my Star Wars knowledge also came from Robot Chicken. So I was really excited. Yeah, I was just thinking of it like, yeah. We've been watching it a lot lately. I have. Yeah, I was excited in this one that I saw the blue elephant. And I was like, oh. And then while we were watching this earlier, I was like, oh, I see the thing with the nutsack mouth. Um, (laughs) But... But yeah, I, I think most of my knowledge of Star Wars comes outside the actual Star Wars universe, other than Ewoks, because, I mean, I begged for Wicked, and um, there was another one that I begged for as far as figures and stuff, and and somehow I knew that Walkling, so baby Ewoks, they don't have clothes. They're completely naked until mm-hmm. they get of age and develop whatever trait they're going to have. Then they get clothes. That I knew. Anything else Star Wars related? Good luck. Sorry. <laughs> I'm an Ewok person. Sorry. And that's yeah. what I was saying before was that ABC did like a like a 30-minute like making of special for Return of the Jedi when it was coming out at that time because it was such a big deal because as far as we all knew, this was the end. There was right. going to be no more Star right. Wars, even though it was four, five, and six. Nobody knew. I mean, he he probably already knew. He, I mean, he definitely had everything planned out. As much as he says he didn't, he at least had an yeah. outline for yeah, what he was going to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, if we're being honest, and I know we keep bringing up like like the prequels at this point. Um, I I think one thing that that should probably be touched on at that Disney should do, and I don't know why what their reluctance is. But the most requested thing too was the old republic, like the Knights oh, yeah. of the Old Republic. I was gonna. Pr- I have Kotor right yeah, here. Absolutely. In my notes. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say because, like, I mean, one of one of like, and I don't know if Sean, you were in the books, but and then now they made it legends. And here's the reason why Disney made all these legends. So they didn't have they they didn't want to feel bound to the fact that these stories already exist, and they kind of wanted to do their own thing with it, which. I get because I mean mm. you spend you spend four point five billion dollars on something you kind of want to make it your own in a, in a way you don't want to be bound by you know what already came through but I mean right. I mean the fact that now they made Thrawn canon that's cool so now yeah. we have you know one of the best Star Wars villains that is unknown to a lot of people until Ahsoka gets her show this year at some point um, but like I for one if you read the, like the Darth Bane trilogy oh yeah. I'd love to Which see that. In is film. fantastic. Even a, even a Disney Plus series, even gotta be a film. I mean, you could make that a whole ass series about how you know this guy comes up with the rule of two. He goes back to like the old, old, old Republic before you know the Knights of the Old Republic. But mm-hmm. I mean, Candy, I mean, you want to touch on that? Like, please, because I mean that that's something that we need to see at some point. It's now, the most requested. I'll be I'll yeah. be a video game. Huh? Yeah. Wasn't that a video game? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Um, I tried i read the the books of new hope empire strikes back return of the jedi i just can't hang with them and you guys know i love to read they're just not for me but so um i played the original xbox and what flipped me was the nice old republic games so i played those and i got really immersed into the world and i'm like i want to see some old republic shit i played nice old republic too and this is all quite some time ago i, I know how the moment i switch because i'm getting for like 10 bucks but um my clunky controls Wait, great they're way. on the switch now too oh yeah mm-hmm. they're like 10 bucks oh, I, have, okay. I have them um so yeah i got them my little switch but um because yeah playing on the xbox is so clunky um because it's original xbox which i called the brick but i love <laughs> xbox and what sold me was kotor um as we called it in the gaming world it was always kotor but 
I got into these stories and it wasn't until, you know, Sean and I were talking about it like years ago though. And he was talking about Darth Revan and I'm like, Oh, she's badass!" And he's like, she, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck in the game would they let me be a girl? And you're going to tell me Darth Revan's a man in the universe. Fuck you. So, I haven't <laughs> no, read those books yet, that. but I've heard they're fantastic. That, oh. That's actually next on my list to pick up. So, well, yeah, there's but, a spoiler. It's a man. Well, yeah, I know because I don't. He, he has his, he has his own book. I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Darth yeah, Revan Darth, is a woman to me. The because, Darth Revan book is phenomenal. But, the, like, uh, because Palpatine I got I put 200 hours in each of these fucking games. Darth Revan is a woman to me because I was a woman and I became Darth. You know, I was Darth Revan. So it was like. It, it disappoints me, but I would love, love, love to see like old Republic shit. I've been waiting for years to see oh, yeah. anything old Republic. And I don't know why they the won't pull the trigger on it though. Like I really don't know why. Like they they're just so reluctant. People have been to, demanding to it. I know. Since and then. Disney Disney. We're won't talking pull the like twenty something years, and people think yeah. give us old Republic. This is before seven, eight, nine. People are like, please give us the old fucking Republic, and they're just like, you know what? We hate money. Yeah, and right. forgive. You know, for, go ahead. You know, no. Well, I was going to say, forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, but uh, Drew Capation, yes, the guy, the guy who wrote the Darth Bane trilogy, he was one of the original writers for Kator and Kator Two, and I didn't Easy. find that out until I got into the second book, and I was kind of I'd loved the first book, and I was like, man, I want to see what else this guy's written. And when I was looking through his bibliography, I saw that he had writing credits on those games, and I well, was like, ask you this, no fucking wonder. Why, of, of all the fucking Sith Lords and all the shit that we can do, we had so we, you know, he writes these options. Wouldn't it have been better if Revan was a woman? Like, give us that. Yeah, because there aren't enough female Sith Lords. He, there are I mean, some, but, but he does he does create the one um, with Darth Zana in yeah in the Darth Bane series. So, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's just like I really wanted that to happen. I think it yeah. would have been great. I just think there there aren't enough women. One yeah. of the things too, I'm going to bring up real quick too. I mean, because we're talking about like you know the the novels and stuff that kind of either take place during this this original trilogy and after. I mean, if you if you're going to go with the legends. I mean, obviously, Shadows of the Empire is a fucking fantastic book. If nobody's yeah. and it is, it is like kind of the precursor to the game. It's a it's a, a companion piece of the game, but it's fucking fantastic. Like that alone could have been a movie on its own. Yeah, and and been fucking There's so great. much good material out there. Um, I mean, as I as I mentioned, I'm reading the aftermath series now. I'm on the final book. I mean, I don't know why the books got so much hate, but I'm glad I didn't listen to That's it. Like, fandom. Did my yeah well i mean star wars i mean we, we've always said on here horror wrestling and star wars and marvel have the most toxic fucking fandoms out of any <laughs> but they also it's have and dude, it the doesn't, most dedicated. I, it's kind of like um not everyone's like that though you know but it because uh it's a lot of gatekeeping any big fandom has it any dedicated fandom has it but it's it's unfortunate we try not to be as a podcast we try not to be toxic we support every other horror podcast out there and anybody right. who's out there doing the shit, but I just don't know why other people want to get so fucking uptight about shit that they just want to block people from it, you know? No, no doubt. And as far as um, what's now considered the the legends, which is Shadows of the Empire now too, um, and Sean, you're gonna agree with me. The Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy with Heir to the Empire as the first is probably Chef's Kiss. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like Timothy Zahn alone, man. I mean. Uh, 
he's he's written some great star wars books i mean yeah (laughs) i mean those those books are great but yeah but i mean yeah i mean if anybody's looking to kind of further like their their star wars reading you know i mean there's stuff that i can recommend I mean, when we do the plugs at the end, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'll one hundred percent. I mean, Sean has a bunch he can recommend as well. Yeah, even I mean, even a lot of the older ones, the you know the ones that were written around the original trilogy. You know, you have stories. You have the the Boba Fett books. Yeah. Uh, they kind of go into his adventures. You have the Han and Leia books. Um, the, you know, there are some that that focus on more on Luke and his adventures in between the movies and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's there's. There's so many fucking Star Wars books out there. It's, but I mean, if if, if you're looking seven. for strictly, okay. if you're looking for strictly canon, um, and Bloodline, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard fucking fantastic things about it. But that also kind of leads in from after after Jedi going towards the Force Awakens too. Yeah, it was, yeah, I haven't, was I haven't read it either. I, I have it. I just I just haven't had a chance to read it yet because I've been stuck on not stuck on a bad way because I'm. Well, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm fucking balls deep into this aftermath series. I'm like, honestly, I gotta be. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck. Again, it's like you said with Knights of the Old Republic. Disney has a fucking little bit of a gold mine right here that they could make this into a series. Like, if I had the way, you know, if if I kind of had the clout to, to do so and kind of walk in there and be like, look, let me produce this shit. Let me do this for your streaming. I guarantee you, this thing would fucking do gangbusters for them. Oh yeah. Yeah, then, and, and as then, well as and then give me Night of the, the Republic, and I'll do that one for you next, and then why, yeah. watch that blow up the fuck up. So, but I, I honestly I think I think that you see what Disney does has done with the Marvel franchise. Um, mm. You know the movies, the series. Um, I have a feeling that they didn't buy, they didn't spend all that money on Star Wars for nothing. They're going to do m- more with it. The Mandalorian has has done fucking great. Obi-Wan was fantastic. I haven't seen Andor yet. Andor was fucking brilliant. Um, if you like Rogue One, watch Andor because that's like kind of the prequel leading up to uh, Rogue One. Um, it, I mean, so far, everything that they've done. I mean, Book of Boba Fett, eh, it was kind of hit or miss the Listen, first couple let, let's, episodes. Let, let, let's call it what it really is. It's Mandalorian Season 2.5. <laughs> because <laughs> ultimately, that's really what it ended up becoming. Yeah. That that might have been the only miss. I mean, I guess I'm one of the few also that did like all three of the sequels. I mean, when we talk about that, we'll we'll talk about that later, you know, with right. them. But I mean, the only really big missteps that to me that that Disney's done with since having the franchise is Solo and the Book of Boba Fett, really. Yeah. yeah. I think Solo gets worse rap than it deserves. It's not a great film. You know, you know what it is. It's, All right. it's not a great film for Star Wars. Okay. Like as, as compared to the other, but it's not as bad as everybody says. I liked it. I'm, I'm also, I mean, I, I don't know, because I feel like I, I think one of the bigger mistakes was having Kathleen Kennedy run the whole Lucasfilm for Disney. Mm, because yeah. she, she keeps, she keeps playing it too safe to, I mean, again, when, when we get to the sequels, like I personally, and I was just spoiling out, to me of, of the three of the last Jedi is the most brilliant of those three because it's the ballsiest of the three. Like it, it kind of took the conventional, what you think you know about star Wars and flipped it on its fucking flipped head. It. Yeah. And, and of course when rise of Skywalker came out, that's when people were like, shit, this was brilliant. I don't hate the rise of Skywalker, but again, we're going to, we're going to talk about that at another time, but as it pertains to, to Jedi w- with this, um, again, I, I had such, 
a little kid experience because I was a little kid when I saw it, and I and I still get like that childlike wonderment when I watch all three of them, but this one in particular. So, like Candy, yeah. like you and I, we, we both know we we saw this in the theater at, at the time when it came off of the revi- you know revival release, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it was just the perfect age, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it, and it, it kind of solidified that this was such a special franchise. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You guys want to do some reviews? Oh, I want to see some shitty reviews. <laughs> well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Um, yeah, so, you know, rounding this out with uh, Return of the Jedi, not my favorite of the three, but there are some things in this that I really like. Um, I'm going to have to give this an 8.5 out of 10. Um Sarlacc pits. Um, <laughs> I I love Boba Fett, but he went out like a bitch. And you know, you got a blonde Han Solo or blind. God, I got my my words mixed up. A blind Han Solo, and he's like Boba Fett, and he turns around and <laughs> smacks the back of his jetpack and it's sends like a Laurel flying. and Hardy routine, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or the the scene with where where uh. Uh, Lando's got the the sarlacc uh, tentacle wrapped around his leg, and yeah. Han's like half blind. <laughs> He's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I can see better now." <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's got its its humorous moments. Um, but you know, watching Leia take Jabba out was yeah, that was awesome. that was, was fucking, fucking great. That's probably one of the most gangster scenes in the entire like saga. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. How sexy am I now? <laughs> no shit. Right. How sexy am I now, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, you know, I, I got to complete the trilogy with, with a 10 out of 10. I know, I know it is the third one and I, and I get it. Um, but I mean, what, what did anybody really expect at this point? I mean, they had already like blew their load with the first two. <laughs> I mean, it, it had to go out at some point. We, you know, did end up realizing this is not going to be the final one because, ended up being six more which is fine um somehow as as uh, the empire i'm not the empire the emperor is kind of badass in this and we don't really touch on that because he really is yeah. but i mean obviously the the emperor plays more of a main role in the in the prequels and like that rise to power was actually kind of cool to see yeah, yeah. but um i mean you know as you know badass as vader is he's kind of a bitch in this one if we're being honest because you know he gets all in his feelings about being a daddy. Because now it's like, oh look, my, my my kids are here now, and I'm I'm gonna be you know good. But I mean, ultimately, too, he does fulfill the prophecy that he was prophesized to be the chosen one. Because he does ultimately the first. He does. He does balance well for the time being that we know. Because yeah. obviously, then, then then the sequels happen. But um, Job is actually like the main villain in this film. I feel like that he had more of an impact than either Vader or the Emperor, right? Had in this one, you know, so. I mean that that whole scene with Jabba's palace could have been like its own little movie, if if anything. Yeah. But I'm gonna give this out of ten. Uh, Princess Leia in the gold bikini. <laughs> um, thank you for that. But again, this was my first yeah. theatrical Star thank Wars you. experience, and I'll, and I'll never forget it. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And for that, this is my my em- Empire is the better of the two of the three, but Jedi is my favorite because this was the first one I saw in theaters. I mean. We could even bring up the like the quick um Randall and Dante back and forth about how Jedi versus Empire and this they you'd be correct in that. With whichever yeah. whichever side you were on, you'd be correct. Yeah. 
Um, okay, I will go. I give this 9.5 out of 10. He's my brother's. Um, <laughs> but, like, why do they wait till the very end of the fucking movie? To clarify that. <laughs> so, like, by the way, Han, um, it's, it's not what you think. Um, <laughs> it's 100% not what you think. <laughs> promise. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I love Return of the Jedi. It has so much nostalgia for me. Uh, I'm just glad that my mom was such a big Star Wars fan that, you know, she took me to see this when I was really young. And I just remember feeling like super awesome about it. And so like when I watch this movie, I feel really good. And there's stuff that I really love about it. Uh, I'm not crazy about the Ewoks, clearly, but it, it doesn't ruin the movie or you know i don't get so up my ass about it or you know where some people are like oh that just you know because some people hate the ewoks with so much passion that they hate the whole fucking movie and i'm like oh no 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 it's, it's not like that they're really not that bad but they're not my favorite um i will still always love this movie but it, it's not i'm sorry i couldn't give it a 10 because if i i gave empire a 10 and it's not empire level so i had to go on that scale um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it really felt like the end for a really long time. And, um, it's all we had for a really long time. Yeah. You know, like that was, that was the whole story, you know, even though we knew it was four five and six from the get go, you know, we knew that there, this was just the middle of a story, but it just felt like that was all that there was. And so, you know, now knowing that that's not all that there is, it's kind of like, I guess I can be a little bit nicer. Um, really, yeah. It's so, yeah, 9.5 out of 10, he's my brother's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go. So, like, like Nico, like you said, uh, since it's the first one you saw in the theater, I think a lot of the, uh, the feeling I have toward this movie is have something to do with how old I was. So I guess I was 18 when this came out. So I was kind of moving on to a different phase of my life. This movie really wasn't aimed at me anymore. I felt like this is, this is one of the first times I started to feel like uh, I was getting older. Like these, it wasn't really, I wasn't really the target audience anymore. And uh, so this has never been my favorite of the three. Um, uh, I, I'll, I just have to give it like eight out of 10 rank or rules. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it was great to see it all wrap up at the end. I do the little misty at the end when you know he saves. Uh, you know, I've got to save you. You already have. Uh, it's, uh, I, I like that. The stuff I like, the stuff I don't like. But uh, it's uh, like Candy said, it's no empire. <laughs> um. So for me, I'm going to give this nine out of ten. Wafflings don't wear clothes. Uh, <laughs> this this is the one from my childhood that I remember because I love the Ewoks so much. I was just at the right age when I saw this to be like, oh, giant teddy bear, a life-size teddy bear. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, you know, it, that's all that latched on with me. And I do know that for this film, it was Warwick Davis in Wicked's costume, but he was 11 years old mm -hmm. and he said that Carrie Fisher really looked out for him and was feeding him cookies and juice and everything between takes because that wicked costume was so hot um, and she was really worried about his health so you know we didn't really have this I don't think he would have uh, Willow so you know boom there's that um, but uh, 
I love this. I, I love the Ewoks and I will watch Wilford Brimley and Mr. Diabetes um, in <laughs> the battle for Endor over and over again and really want that headband and leg warmers. Uh, so for me, this is uh, nine out of 10. So like I said, I, I split these up. Um, I got a couple from each film. I'm going to do the Rotten Tomato scores in between um, for each individual one. So, uh, Crystal? <laughs> Perfect. So starting out with uh, episode four, A New Hope, uh, Rotten Tomato scores, critics gave it 93% and the audi audience gave it 96. Nice. Um, starting out, Nicolette says, my fingers actually felt sticky watching this baby, <laughs> baby movie for drooling babies and diapers and strollers had that horrid two-year-old boy stench. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Up. Like I said, shitty reviews. Um, American Psycho Lover says, the most overhyped film in all of history, have tried to watch many times and got bored every single time. Terrible. Well, his mom's a hoe. <laughs> um, Ruth says, my phone updating was more exciting and interesting. Wow. I bet, I bet she's single. <laughs> Yomigo says the single most overrated piece of shit property in existence, and I will live and die by this fucking opinion. Hidden forest ripoff or hidden fortress ripoff. In your mom's yeah, basement, that, dude. <laughs> Mr. Craig says most unrealistic pile of garbage I've ever seen in my fucking life. Unrealistic. That's <laughs> their complaint. Most unrealistic. I mean, it never happened. Opera, dude. <laughs> All right. Now this one's kind of long, but I had to. I had to include it. So bear with me. Uh, Drip Dasan says, "I am in utter disbelief. Zero out of ten movie. Not even a film. Definitely not. I never knew that George Lucas could do this. How could he be a furry? It boggles the mind. Allow me to explain. Number one, George Lucas created Chewbacca." because he's a furry man, zoophile. Number two, I am right. <laughs> Number three, Han Solo lives with a furry for many years. And Solo, a Star Wars story, says they shower together. <laughs> <laughs> Number right. four, George not only added a furry creature to the movie, he also made one of the main characters a furry. Number five, Wookiees are used as slave labor. Thus, George Lucas has fantasies about furries and slave fetishes. Zero out of ten. Please boycott. What? <laughs> shitty reviews. That, Hence the shitty hurt. reviews. Just thinking about it. Like, why? <laughs> All right. And so for uh, episode five, Empire Strikes Back, uh, critics gave it 94%. Audience gave it 97 Slightly nice. higher. Um, Princess Bleach says, shittiest series of all time. 
If a man ever tries to force you to watch this with him, run as far as you can. They will traumatize you. Literally, Star Wars to a lot of people. Sorry. Literally, so boring. What's the plot? A bunch of man children with light up swords. Enough said. Wow, you missed a point. (laughs) Julia, Julia says, "Fucking hate this movie. Only a fucking imbecile would watch this movie fifteen times over the span of two months." Hell yeah, proud imbecile. (laughs) We're imbeciles. Um, Fredge says, uh, I think, I just think it's overrated. It's fine. Mostly. I hate Han Solo in this one though. Fuck that guy. <laughs> wow. Uh, Garnfield says, I wanted to cry from fucking boredom like Jesus Christ. And Yoda's just a little fucking idiot. That is somehow smart too. The effects were a bit better, but those ATATs looked like a fucking scene out of Wallace and Gromit. Oh, I love Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, does he need a lasagna? I think he does, Garnfield. All right, last but not least, episode six, Return of the Jedi. Um, critic score, 83%. Audience score, 94%. Yeah. Derek, a redemption arc for the child murderer? Where is my Star Wars? This isn't my America. Don't forget, this man hates sand. <laughs> this this gets really fucking weird, so bear with me. It's already weird. <laughs> I have a son, and we love football, and he lives in Arizona, in a federal prison surrounded by sand. He's seen two UFOs. That's two more than you, George. Have you ever been to space? Go back to your farm and make a real movie. Like Gone with the Wind. Ever heard of it? Or how about the Sandlot? Classic. But No. I'm sure Mr. Lucas and his conspirers don't want to remember the golden days. Has Darth Vader ever even played football? Get real, dirtbag. God loves football and God hates child murderers. So guess what? God hates Star Wars now, and he'll hate you if you like it. Hey, parents, what do you think will happen if your kid watches Star Wars? Well, I won't say it because I'm too much of a man, but I'll say this. It ain't good. <laughs> wow. So if you don't like Star Wars, your kid goes to jail. Yeah. Is what I learned from that. That's right. That's that went UFOs. I was not expecting. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, wow. Derek. Wow. I don't even know how to report that, that one. Insanely creative. <laughs> well, focus on the insane. If you want creative, how's this? Laquato says, "Fuck this boring ass movie." Star Wars fans can suck a dick. Wow. <laughs> That's funny because I'm going to your mom's house to get that done right now, too. <laughs> and I'm like, sucking a dick is a bad thing. Um, uh, Crystal, this one's for you. Morbius sweep. I hate those little fucking annoying ass teddy bear cunts. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Wow, fuck you. I will punch you into space. Uh, Maddie Jenkins. No, please. Unnecessarily sexualize my feminist hero. Go right ahead. I'll wait for you. Aww. I'm down. <laughs> I feel like that guy uh, tucks his uh, sack back and pulls the Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> if I was wearing that Princess Leia outfit, I'd fuck me too. Hey, I could see him, yeah. could see him in the mirror like, goodbye, job. Like I said, I saw Dave in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I sent some role play in our future. Yeah, you get a bikini on. I'm Java. I like where on you're going with this. Note, I think it's time for plugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, speaking I of mean. plugs, speaking of getting plugged. 
<laughs> Candy, do your thing. Um, okay, so plugs. Um, we are the House of Screams. Um, we sometimes don't talk about horror movies, and that's totally fine. We have this is a horror business. We didn't point out the the horror connections. If you don't know them and you're a horror fan or a Star Wars fan, then it's just all out there. Like there's Peter so Cushing. many. That would have been the whole episode. Rick Baker, <laughs> Warwick Davis, the Rancor, Mark yes. Hamill. Yeah. There, there's, there's so many. So, um, but yeah, uh, you can find us on Twitter at House underscore Screams. You can find us on Instagram at Candy Final Girl. Um, I did not reach out for a comment on these films. I, I may do for the next round, but uh, I just I, I just kind of wanted us to go in raw dog on this. Just us. But I mean, to be fair, I mean, the overall consensus probably would have been positive versus. I feel like I feel like we stuff. reflected the true meaning of Christmas or no, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I think the audience probably would have been more positive than I was, but you know, this was really my first time as an adult really watching these. And I, I'm just going to spoiler alert here. I've seen Phantom Menace, but I haven't seen anything after that. Nothing. Nor should you. Oh, oh those. Well, Revenge of the Sith is the better of those three by oh, far. Yeah. Well, so. I'm I mean, going to have a hot take on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we get to that, you're going to see Virgin virgin eyes on that so okay well good i remember the mcdonald's cup. we like virgin sacrifice <laughs> yeah, i had them too <laughs> yeah but yeah we have a link tree it's uh under my name uh link tree slash candy final girl because i i probably the loudest person on this show mm-hmm. <laughs> do all of our social media so you can uh reach out to us there yeah and i'll quote crystal wherever you find candy you can find me Aw, I'm a trend. <laughs> yes, you are. Ooh, finger guns. I dig it. <laughs> Candy shop first. <laughs> Go ahead, Nico. Oh, oh or Dave. Dave or... No plugs over here. Um, just uh, thanks for listening. Wherever you find Dave, you can find me, and we'll be at Days of the Dead Atlanta at the end of January. So if you see us, come up say hey, if you know what we look like. And give Crystal an Ewok. Please, please. And a yogurt doll, please. Yeah, get please, her a yogurt Please, I really want the Please, yogurt. I'm just plain yogurt. I want the yogurt <laughs> more than the wicked. I, I will honestly <laughs> say that. Ow. You know, I may pee on you if you give me a yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at El Jefe Del Horror. The boss. Um, I'll be in Monster Mania in March because uh, I have to go see the, the final girls from Friday the 13th. Nice. I've never gotten to meet uh, two out of the four of them. So um, I might be at the New Jersey Horror Con the week after because our favorite unhappy Camp, Camp, Camp Arawak is going to be there. Yeah. And, nice. it is, and it is and it is the 40th anniversary, 40th anniversary of Sleepaway Camp this year. So, um, yeah, and Candy and I are still trying to put this other thing together because yes. that has to happen because I can't do my other job anymore i want to do it <laughs> instead so i'm not you gonna do lie. it you, you can edit this out or keep you it can I don't, do I don't it shit, but i was in the office there yesterday like i had to go in and i was just like holy shit i'm so much more better than i'm so above this and not never sound like like a like a fucking like egotistical like whatever i was just like I'm made, I'm made I'm, I'm made for more than this and like yeah you know, it you gets know, it gets to that it's, point. It's, it's time, like it's time to get this shit done, especially the fact that they're making another fucking shitty scream, and it looks awful. It looks terrible. Like, why the hell can we not get 
our characters on this fucking screen. Yeah. So, like, we, we, gotta, we gotta get this done. Trailer, yeah. yeah, we haven't watched it. It looks bad. It won't. It won't excite you. I'm just gonna tell you now. Fucking, he uses a goddamn shotgun. That's almost oh. cheating. That is cheating. I, I have a. I have a big problem with cheating. The fact that it's in New York. I grew up in New York. The fact that they're in a little bodega is bullshit. That that happens the way that it does, and that's because I'm telling you now, bodegas are always fucking packed. There's always mad people coming in and out of there, fucking buying. Any type of drug you could think of. And if a dude walked in looking like fucking Ghostface, he would have got his ass stomped. <laughs> he I yeah, had he the best meatball marinara sandwich from a bodega in the South Side. Keep this in about us talking shit about the trailer, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, it's not, I'm not reviewing that on the show. We did scream five, and I'm I'm done now. Thank you. I put in my <laughs> time. I'm retiring with honors. I yeah. I saw I, Scream Fly five on a flight, and I have questions. <laughs> unfortunately, the, unfortunately, movie? the movie has <laughs> no answers because it, it gets it's only getting worse there. But but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for this because like I loved talking about this because it was this has been such a big part of my life really yeah. since I've been a kid. Like I think all of us really that this somehow impacted us in some way, shape, or form, whether it's with space balls or whatever. Star Wars is like that influential, you know. Yeah, part I mean, of our life that we've had. yeah, it's in society now. It it is yeah. a part of it. I mean, you know, anything from seventy seven on, you're going to have Star Wars. Even with Robot Chicken, um, mm-hmm. with the Admiral Akbar O's, you're going to have doing that. Which it did come out. I'm not one hundred percent, but it wasn't officially confirmed. But it's pretty much they confirmed it. There's gonna be an eleven, twelve, or or or, or whatever. I think what is it? 10, 10, 10 11, 12? 11, 12. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. it's pretty much confirmed that there is gonna be another that picks up after the events of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I hope. And there's gonna be a whole separate trilogy too. Movies and go. Wow, Rogue One was really good. We should do that more. Or or something similar too, or have somebody whoever you know. Well, I mean, like have that same kind of approach to it. They did it right. There's also supposed to be a separate trilogy on its on its own thing that they're doing. So the the rumor is that it is the Knights of the Old Republic. But I, I was gonna say if it's not a Knights of the Old Republic, I'm don't kidding. I don't I don't want to <laughs> put anything. Rioting. But supposedly they are making a, a sequel, uh, a trilogy that is nothing to do with the Skywalkers. I just want to say that I was personally victimized by this gentleman wearing a black hoodie robe thing and he looks like the guy that was on the VHS game atmosphere. I was personally victimized. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this well, is super fun and we will yeah. get to obviously we have uh, a schedule. Um we're gonna get to uh we're gonna do them in the order they release. So um next is gonna be the prequels, then um Seven, eight, nine, but we're gonna space them out. These are gonna be the only horror business we're doing for a while. Oh, oh, those those, those prequels are gonna be. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. A that's fun gonna one. be hot take after hot take. Yeah, the the shitty. Re- we're gonna have to save like a half an hour just for the shitty reviews just for episode one alone. Oh god, I think one review will cover probably. I think I wrote a couple of them. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to dive into those. I kind of knew going into this. Kind of what the consensus, what the consensus on these three were going to be, but yeah, I can't wait. This is the safest gamble. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to die. Yeah, of the, of the three trilogies, yeah, that these these are going to be. I mean, this is considered the holy trilogy. I mean, right. of any film series, really. But but you're kind of safe here. But yeah. like, once we get out of here, it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, bite yeah, the pillow and, with, between the prequels and the sequels alone. But it, again, mm-hmm. we're we're yeah we're we're going into Coming hot next time. We're definitely going yeah. into the outer rim here, as they say yeah. in the Star Wars universe here, because now now we're getting into like the yeah the unknown regions <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> like deep into jakku but that's not so much the sequels but... <laughs> yeah but on that note all right guys well thanks and Thank love you, you. tonight guys yep. love you love you guys all right Good take night, care folks. guys tonight bye